This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by a fully recovered Damon McDonald. Uh, Damon, are you feeling better now? I am, thank you Joel. Um, <laughs> some of the times we do uh, our little pre-show uh, warm-up before the warm-up of the actual show and uh, I was telling Joel about my, uh, I had no voice. It was, there was nothing, there was nothing coming out of the old windpipes. So uh, doing a show was nearly impossible it would have been a, it would have been kind of funny because i think joel you would have been what did you say <laughs> every after every sentence uh and i certainly didn't have my normal pep in them so um can you do an impression yeah. of what you sounded like yeah i'll do it right now ready that was it <laughs> i could it, i was hoping you sound like honma yeah it really it was like that was the that was improvement like Honma was improvement, and and Tenru was was improvement over the original nothing. Now my wife loved it. She she was like, yeah, great, <laughs> fantastic. This is, can, can we work this into uh, a weekly occurrence? Um, but uh, yeah, I was. It was pretty frustrating actually, um, and it hurt too. It was it was hurt to swallow, and it hurt to. Uh, I couldn't uh, practice my opera either. So um, I don't practice opera. So yeah, it was it sucked. So doing a show was pretty out of the question, and I felt bad because I hate missing a week because I know everyone looks forward to hearing our um, our hot takes and uh, all the news and notes of New Japan. I mean, the, the biggest thing was that Corkin show, right? Was and uh, the tag match, um, you know, Golden Lovers and when, what Osprey and uh, was it Ishi? I think it was, what was it? that was that was a fantastic match. Um, I will say that, but aside from that, I'm kind of, if I'm going to get sick, it's probably the best week to do it, I would say. Yeah, well, we've got a lot to talk about because it's been a sensational week with exciting Mm. matches in the world of combat sports, Uh, none of which were from New Japan Pro Wrestling, (laughs) but we did have uh, Zabit Magomed Sharapov in UFC 228 last weekend, busting out uh, an honest-to-God cremation lily, the Zack Sabre Jr. finishing move, getting a tap out, and... Uh, this morning we had uh, an excellent boxing match between Canelo Alvarez and Triple G. Did you see any of that? I didn't see any of the boxing, uh, but I did see the the, uh, the online post that you had of that. Uh, I can't pronounce the fucking name. So, but yeah, uh, like, and it was you know, I, I know you raised the ire of uh, some MMA purists, <laughs> um, um, but. Uh, I thought it was a, you know... I definitely wasn't doing it on purpose, Damon. If you're insinuating that I'm <laughs> trolling Inokius, you are dead wrong. Because I'm one of them now. And I'll tell you why. Go because ahead. now I'm a sumo fan. Sumo ah. is my new favourite thing. And the Inokius love sumo, so we're all brothers now. Ah. In the, the sumo brotherhood. Like I've been following the uh, sumo Akibasho with right. the help of... Uh, the excellent Nicole, who's uh, been giving me a beginner's guide, and hopefully we'll have our own sumo podcast getting off the ground soon, oh. following the YouTube videos of Robert Mensing. And I'm telling you, Damon, it's amazing. Have you ever watched any? 
Um, I, I I watch the stuff that that's posted um, that you, you that you share. I haven't had a chance to uh, to check out any of the uh, actual stuff and, and and those videos as of yet. But um, yeah, I'm down. And here's the thing with the Anoki. I'm I'm I am I'm I'm from there. Like I know I'm I'm in. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm certainly not hand waving the this uh, new wave of Anokiism. Um, Again, there's pluses and minuses to it, just like there's pluses and minuses to where we are right now with current New Japan. Um, so, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I don't have any. Here's the thing. Here's the only problem that I would have with it is that you know I think numbers wise, I think it's I think it's telling of you know what of how successful that was, right? Um, but the style, like it, like if you can stomach like having like some a judo match thrown in the middle of a pro wrestling show and a style very, you know, very work shooty, um, then, yeah, uh, it's it's a little bit, you know, if you're looking at the needle, it's probably m- more pinned toward there. And to some people, that can be a dull style. And to some, you're not going to see, uh, you know, it's I think people going back in time, might have more of an issue trying to get back to, to get into that style. Like if like if people hopped on the bandwagon of New Japan in the past two years, it might be very difficult to go back and watch you know, um, you know, two thousand era New Japan. So, uh, just because the style it's it's much it's a much different, much more hybrid sh- shoot work work shoots kind of style. Um, not a lot of, not a lot, I don't want to say not a lot of flash, because there was, there were matches that were, that, that had it, um, it's a very hard-hitting style, um, but again, the only, the, 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 the knock that I would give it, and it's not really a knock, it just kind of is what it is, is the fact that it didn't do very well for New Japan as a style philosophy, it just, it, it, it didn't, and, and the proof's in the pudding with the numbers and the gates and, 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 where it was in fandom. So um, it is what it is, but um, I, I kind of think it's funny, actually, <laughs> when, when I see the stuff. Um, you know, it's uh, like I, I, there's worse things that have, have, have gotten a, a, a movement and have gotten a, uh, a bit of an internet uh, buzz than, than Enochism. So if, if that's what people are rallying around, I'm, I'm okay with that. Totally cool. Look, they're the cool kids, and I want to be part of their gang. So I'm not well, going to say anything it. bad about them because, yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, you went off on a massive tangent. I just wanted to talk about sumo, <laughs> and you've ruined that, really. I so no, no, no. I think it'll be perfect for you, right? This is the reason you should enjoy it because, given that you've got a very short attention span, like me, yes. these sumo matches last about five seconds. So there's no time right. for you to be getting bored and, and fucking around on your phone while a sumo match is going on because it's bang, it's it's balls to the wall action non-stop and i've seen some amazing stuff the highlight was um one highly favorite favorited highly fancy yokozuna who was five and oh going up against the guy who was oh and five and then the favorite lost and then all the fans in ryogoku the sumo hall started throwing their cushions into the ring and it was amazing <laughs> was so that, was, that Muna? <laughs> was it was Muna they weren't winning? setting them on fire this time <laughs> okay. so they weren't that angry okay. but they were pretty pissed off and it it's just it's so much fun i'm just going to encourage 
anyone who's listening to give it a try. I'll right, put so, out some links. Yeah, put out the links. Every day you get, there's a 20 minute highlight video. So just 20 minutes of your day, you get to watch all this action and it's the best thing. All and right. that's the end of the, today's podcast. See you next week, everyone. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Stop, cue the music, Dan. <laughs> um, um, we're, and again, you'll, you'll give the, is, what is it? Is it an annual tournament that's going on right now? Uh, I think they have tournaments every other month. Okay, if I've got that correct, and it's kind of it seems to be kind of like a G one, like everyone faces off against each other and so on and so forth. All right, I'm in. I'll I'll, I'll give it a look. I got a very busy weekend, um, but I will do my best to to check it out before uh, maybe after these New Japan shows uh, that are coming up. I'll check them out and uh, get in there. You said 20 minutes though. That's not that's that's not a really a huge. That's one match. You know what I mean? That's one pro wrestling match. So, um, all right, let me. I'll I'll get in there today. I promise. I promise. I'll get in there today, and then uh, this will be the uh, Sumo J cast. <laughs> Yes, and speaking of uh, being on new and exciting podcasts, we've got a, a very exciting invitation a couple of days ago, didn't we? Can we, t- we tell the listeners about that? I think so, because uh, I, I spoke uh, via the electronic mail, and uh, we kind of, I think we're all on the same page. And uh, go ahead, why don't, you, uh, why don't you pull back the curtain and uh, let them know where we might be heard in the next uh, week or two. So... I got a message from Chris Charlton, who's invited us to appear on his Eggshells podcast, which is the companion podcast to his book about the Tokyo Dome. And he gave us the choice. We got Wrestle Kingdom 3 and Wrestle Kingdom 4. So I don't know which one I'm doing yet. And so he said to me, Joel, would you like to be on my podcast and talk about this Wrestle Kingdom for an hour? And I said, yeah, I would love to, Chris. And then he said do you know much about these shows? And of course, as you all know, I'm a, a new fan of New Japan. I only started watching Wrestle Kingdom 11. So I told him, yes, I know everything <laughs> about both those. I was there right. in the Tokyo Dome, right. so I'm an expert. Gotcha. So uh, listeners, if you can help me out by you know, sending me some interesting things about these shows, because otherwise I'm going to make a complete tit of myself. So any hot takes on those events are welcome and tell me which one's good as well because Damon's told me to go to Wrestle King for Wrestle Kingdom 3 and I don't know if I necessarily trust you Damon you might be giving me the crap show so you get to talk about the interesting one no uh, if I had again um, three or four uh, I gave you the better show so I I said take the the uh, Tanahashi Muda um show and i'll take the nakamura takiyama show um i i think you i think you got the better show i mean do have you did you take a look at the lineups the lineups are pretty i mean here's no the, here's i'm, the I'm not going to look at the lineups look i'm, oh, I'm not going to watch the shows i'm not doing any research i'm just mainly getting on this podcast so i can argue about shenmue <laughs> i know that's a hot button with you right now that is a hot button yes um all right, look, I, I, I'm sure it'll be 55 minutes of that and then five minutes of the show and synopsis and, and review. Uh, but no, we're thrilled, right? I mean, I was uh, you sent me that text, and um, I met Chris a couple times uh, in my travels over there to Tokyo. I met him uh, before one of the G1s, and um, uh, I met him at Wrestle, uh, both Wrestle Kingdoms uh, that I went to. So uh, he's a good gentleman. I'm excited. Um, I had to go order his book. 
<laughs> eggshells. I did order it uh, so I could give that a quick read. Uh, it's, it was all on my to-do list. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, I got to get this book. I got to get this book. And I want to get this book, but um, you just haven't. So it was like, oh, there's motivation to uh, get Amazon Prime in use. So uh, that's on its way. So we're all excited. Um, let's, uh, we're hitting the big time, Joel. So uh, that that's that. And then uh, also, if, if we're talking about other things along the, that same ilk. Um, I, I know we say this a lot, but T-shirts are right around the corner, kids. Um, we are we are moving rapidly. We have a few designs that we love, um, and we have another one that's on its way. Uh, I won't say who's making it, but uh, let's just say that I guarantee – that the majority of our listeners will know the person who's making this design, and I'm super excited for that as well. Yeah, because pulling back the curtain a bit, as you like to say, we have toyed with the idea of doing a patron, but I think neither of us are keen on the idea of being obligated to <laughs> churn out content because people are paying for stuff. So right. I think it's much better if you want to support us, buy a T-shirt, and then you yeah. get something for it as well, and we don't have to put out podcasts when we can't be bothered right that sound like crap right right we're not going to review michinoku pro (laughs) from 1996 even though it's good um so yeah i mean i think like i said we're not trying and here's the thing with the t-shirts we're not going to make a trillion dollars off of it it's more of you know you're supporting let's be this is for us. This is a vanity project, so yes. I can wear a T-shirt with the name of my podcast on it. Like, I don't give a fuck if no one else is buying them. This is for me. Yeah, these are Christmas gifts that I'm giving to my entire family. Oh, what, what is Super J-Cursed? Oh, but that kind of looks like you. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, but here's the thing. I, 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 every, since day one, people have been asking for that. And even people have been asking how we can support... And, you know, people have even brought the the Patreon stuff up to us. And, you know, it's just like, again, just, just something inside of me that's like, I don't want to charge people for content. It's just – and here's the thing, too. Uh, eventually, that sh- that paid content eventually winds up somewhere, you know, where people are going to get it for free anyway, if it's popular enough. Um, so – and, again, that, that it's that obligation, right? Uh, I'm going to keep this as, as fun as possible, but – Again, T-shirts, uh, I th- we think, is, is, a, is a solid idea, and they're coming, and like I said, sooner than later, and we're excited for the designs, and we, we, we are, we, we'll give the full details and everything when it's live, of course, but um, it's, it's right around the corner. So uh, just hang in there and support us and help us and uh, wear a T-shirt with pride and um, get people involved that maybe don't know about the show. Let me rewind a bit. So you said something about if you've got content locked behind a Patreon, it can sometimes end up on the internet for free anyway. Honestly, do you think we're at that level of popularity where anyone is going to waste their time <laughs> making a torrent of us talking bollocks for a... I tell you what, I would I highly encourage it. I want I would I would love to see that. I would feel somewhat important. I I would I I don't think I've ever like if we look at our stats, I don't know if there's a way we could see if if it's coming from like a torrent site, the downloads, but 
If it is, it's probably like point zero 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 one percent. So somebody make a torrent and make us feel somewhat important, please. Um, I would like that's it. That's the watermark, isn't it? Like if I ever see a torrent of one of our shows on extreme wrestling, then I know that we've made it. Yep, I agree one hundred percent. Yes. So somebody just make a torrent. We 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 are encouraging any pirating of our show but it's not really pirating because it's free but we encourage it please somebody make a tour and make us feel better thank you very much thanks i've started looking now as we speak this is worse than twitter vanity searching isn't it yeah this is this is the this is the, the new twitter vanity search it's have they made a torrent of our show yet um yeah no i, I guarantee you there's nothing there i i i, I may have done that search before y'all <laughs> Uh, but why would anybody make it? It's free. Again, we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not hiding the fact that it's you can get it anywhere for free. We, we encourage it, but yeah, just make us feel better. Somebody make a torrent of this, and um, I just hopefully wouldn't it be awesome if if tomorrow morning we just pop on? And it's like holy shit, it's there. Nobody's downloading. Nobody's seeding it. It's just there, right? It'd be great. All right, uh, what else we got, Joel? Uh, on this fine speaking of books. Sunday. Damon, now we're talking about books. I recently read King of Strong Style, mm. which is uh, the Shinsuke Nakamura book, which has been recently translated by Jocelyn Allen into English, which gives details about his life from 1980 to 2014. Uh, is this something that you are aware of? Uh, I am aware of. Um, and it was uh, that particular book was in my shopping cart. And um, I made another purchase this weekend instead of uh, that, and um, uh, but that was going to be bundled with eggshells. So uh, I and I actually read. What did I read of that? I don't know where I read a snippet of it, and it was like a page or two. It might have been like the Amazon preview. You know how Amazon will sometimes give you a little preview of the book. Um, and it seemed, you know, it seemed like a decent read. So. Based off of your reviews, Joel, uh, this will determine if I go ahead and fully check out uh, the, the the book. So why don't we turn it over to you? Give us your full review of this book because uh, I know many people would be interested in buying this. Well, it's getting a solid three stars from me. And the reason I can't go higher than that, uh, twofold. One, given that I wasn't following the product back then, a lot of the things he's talking about are new to me. So I've got no prior knowledge of them and no reference point so it's difficult for it to resonate with me and the second thing which I think is a a fundamental problem with the book is that he when talking about matches and the outcome of matches is speaking in kayfabe Mm -hmm. as if like when he's lost the match oh I you know either he was the better person on the day and I lost which to me took me out of it a bit it ruined my uh, enjoyment of it somewhat because I want all the details you know I want to hear about the conversations backstage when he gets pulled into Inoki's office or whatever and gets told hey we're putting the big belt on you and how he was feeling and that sort of stuff so um yeah three stars I would like to hear your opinion when you've read it what you think because he's definitely an interesting guy it's quite interesting hearing about the number of uh arguments and fallings out he's had with various people and yeah of course a lot of insight into the Inokiism days and his MMA background so Definitely an interesting read, but I think one that you would get more out of than me. Okay, so uh, I, I definitely will then. So I'll take three, three out of five. I'll, I'll take that. that. That's that's not bad. Um, and again, I remember the book when it first came out. Um, I actually have a copy of the Japanese. Um, like I can't read a lick of it, but the, the actual book 
that came out in in Japan. I have a copy of that. Um, sitting right right beside the uh, the Liger uh, autobiography, which of course, Joel, as you very well know, I'm in. I'm in the Liger uh, autobiography. You didn't know this? Yeah, you might have oh, mentioned okay. it several hundred times. <laughs> All right, just saying. I'm just, you know, it's a highlight of my life. Um, yes, so there you there you have it. Um, I will pick that up. Uh, I'll pick that up this week, and uh, I'll let you know. Hopefully, I'll have it. Uh, you know, I could probably get it uh, downloaded on my iPad, right? I don't have to get the physical book, right? Yeah, I'm a Kindle guy. I'm yeah. ebooks all the way. Okay, so I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that today, and uh, I'll have that read, and I'll, I'll give you my take for next week. How about that? Yes, the Super J Book Club. <laughs> right exactly all right all right uh what else we got have you seen this documentary about katsuri shibata the california mm. dreaming one that they put on njpw world i have not yet um and i'm and i'm a sucker for those type of things um i i tweeted to somebody or somebody mentioned something about um some behind the scenes thing and I forget exactly what it was. It might have, oh no, it was uh, being the elite right after All In, um, which I thought was really solid. I really liked that a lot. Uh, so I'm a sucker of behind the scenes, how things get done um, before shows and after shows and all that stuff. So um, that kind of documentary stuff, I'm all in on. Uh, pardon the pun. And but I did see a little snippet of uh, Shibata running the ropes, right? I did see that. So uh, and and the what was it? The burger thing, the um, the no carb burgers from In and Out, the lettuce wrap. So I did see those little clips. But uh, that that also was on. You know what's amazing is that I was sick for for a, a trillion days. I felt like, but I didn't. I don't feel like I watched anything. I feel like I had plenty of time to watch shit, but I didn't watch anything. Ah, I feel like I wasted time just fucking doing nothing. Um, but I have not watched it. Have you seen it, Joe? I have, yeah. I tell you, okay. if I were a trainee in his dojo and seeing a guy like Shibata prowling around holding mm-hmm. that wooden sword thing that he's got, that I would Kendo do whatever sticking. he tells me to do. Yeah. Yep. But it was definitely a really interesting watch. And there were some really nice moments. Him having an air basketball match with Tanahashi. That was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Uh, two of the young lions who were featured in his dojo are going to debut in a dark match at Fighting Spirit Unleashed, which is going to be interesting to watch. And the biggest takeaway for me was that at the end of the documentary, the narrator said this phrase, while he prepares for a comeback. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ah. Okay. How are we feeling about this? Very excited. How could you not? Very excited. Are are we walking on uh, once again eggshells with this one? This is a this is this is a. Uh, Am I, I reading too much into this? Uh, I mean, the guy said training for a comeback. I mean, that, I mean, those words are pretty cut and dry, right? I mean, I would hope. I would hope that something like that that gets released on uh, New Japan World gets scrubbed, right? And somebody's watching it and saying, uh, we might have to do a second take on that because he's not really coming back for a comeback and we don't want to put false hope into people's minds. But while he's training for a comeback? 
that's, um, to me, that's pretty cut and dry. He's training for a comeback. Doesn't mean necessarily that he is coming back, but training for a comeback means in his in his mind, he wants to come back and is taking steps to do so. Um, it's That's exciting, but I hate to be, again, if, if he gets cleared by medical professionals to come back, then that that's then how can you say no? But it is Shabbat, mind you, <laughs> and, and um, I, I would hope that there would there would be um, uh, careful consideration to what he. No, here's what I'm trying to get at, Joel. No fucking headbutts. No, there will be no fucking headbutts from this point forth, right? Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But this is Shivata we're talking about. That's what I'm saying. I would not be the person who would say to him, no headbutts. Because it would probably just make him want to do them more. <laughs> knowing knowing what we know about him, that might yeah, not be Yeah, it's like when I tell him. my wife not to do something. Yeah. It, it's a fool's game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that just reminded me of a... Of a um, it's not even... A, it's not even... I'm sorry. I, I tease and I'm going to pull back because it's not even... I don't because I don't think it'd be interesting to anybody. Um, but there, that, when you said that, are you not arguing with your wife? But you're just like, all right, well, I'll, I'll give it real quick. So um, uh, I had to pull and get some gas or petrol, if you will. Uh, and uh, when I was filling up the the tank of the car, uh, the missus was like, "You want anything from the in, inside the store?" And I was like, "Yeah, can you get me a?" Uh, a drink. She goes, "Do you want a, a, a Red Bull?" And I was like, "And now, nah, do me a favor, just get me a, the Monster." Uh, and she goes, "Okay." She comes back, gets the the bag, and inside is a Red Bull. And I, and I was like, "Ah, okay, uh, you know." Um, and she goes, well, "And I'm because I was kind of looking at it like, ah." And I did the old squinty, you know, face. Uh, and she's like, "Why?" And I was like, ah, "I kind of wanted the Monster." And she goes, no, you didn't. You wanted a Red Bull. And I was like, no, I said I wanted a Monster. So for, for 10 minutes, it was her trying to tell me that I said I wanted the Red Bull. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know what car you were in. I don't know what conversation you had with somebody else. And, and again, you got the wrong one. Just, just, And I don't care, but you got the wrong one. So it was 10 minutes of that. So see, I told you, not interesting to anyone except me. Thanks. <laughs> okay, next. Yeah, no, I, I have the same problem. The wife is not willing to take an L. Yeah, ever. that's what victory I'm lap. She's all about that, but taking the L, uh-uh, not happening. Right? Just take the fucking just 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 look at me and be like, yeah, you know what? I fucked up. Sorry about that. And that would have been it. That would have been it. But it was this. No, you didn't. And I was like, here's the, the entire conversation as it happened. Here is is exactly what happened. No, you said that. I was like, am I in a fucking third dimension or something? Like, like, I just feel like I need to have recording devices on me at all times. And any conversation I have, I have to record it, right? And here's the thing. I don't care. It, was, it, it, it is that. It's just take the fucking loss. It's okay. I don't, like, I don't think you're a bad person. I feel like I'm on a psych, just couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you've already lost by getting into this debate. I That's did. not the hill to die on. For it all the, the spousal arguments, yep. no. I wouldn't pick that particular battle. Right. Right. But but it wound up being 10 minutes of conversation. And then and then it had to be, all right, can we just not fucking, let's, all right, you know, then to turn it to that. Like, I just want to have a fucking, it's fucking Saturday. Relax. 
Um, and that is time that you're never going to get back. Exactly. A bit that's like it. New Japan destruction in Hiroshima. Ah. No, that's a joke. No, 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 that's a joke. It's just a joke. We're not going to go into that yet, but I couldn't resist. Oh, I couldn't no. resist. <laughs> that was good. But there you go. That's that's uh, that, that's a little little uh, again behind the curtain uh, in Damon's life. All right. Uh, so what do Fuck, you say? Look, I, I cut out all the stupid hunky questions and which fucking New Japan wrestler would you like to take on a date with you? And still, we're half an hour in and we haven't <laughs> talked about the important stuff yet. What's wrong with us? Because we like to do it. I don't. I, here's the Joel. I tell you, I say this every fucking time. It's like we do this show for us. I hope people understand that, and and the listeners are there to. They, here's what it is. We're, it's like we're we're Uber drivers, right? And we're in the car, and people can just get in the car and come along, and then at after two hours, you know, you know, we're we're done. You know, so sometimes we're going to go off the beaten path a little bit. Sometimes, but eventually we get back on. It's okay. How boring would it be to just be like, like, this guy beat that guy. What do you think about that, Tom? Oh, great match. It's just like, ugh. We're going to get to the New Japan stuff, but we do a show. Sorry, sorry. I want to know which Tom you're throwing shade at here. Uh, Tom, uh, I don't know any. I just picked Tom out of my mind. You know why why I picked Tom? Because um, I looked at my phone and I got a text message from my friend Tom. That's really what it was. Tom Wiltsey. <sighs> He's my best friend since third yeah, grade. Yeah, good save there. there yeah, it really was. Some kind of, there's some podcast right there called Tom. <laughs> right. That Damon is subtweeting, yeah. as the kids would say. Yeah. And I yeah. intend to find out who it is. Yeah. Uh, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of any any podcast that have a Tom. So every, everyone is safe. Everyone is safe uh, from the wrath of uh, Damon. Here's the thing. I like most of the, the the podcasts that are out there. I don't. I, I mean, I don't listen to every of them, every one of them. Um, I, I don't. I, you know, I just there's plenty of room out there that. Um. You know, I don't. I, there ours are, is the best. Ours is the best. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Fuck. Uh, but um, there are so many. Uh, not just New Japan ones. There's plenty of New Japan ones. There are a ton of pro wrestling podcasts, and it feels like the and I'll say this without any hesitation, like the majority of them stink, stink, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, sound quality issues and um, just boring personalities and just like not like just just boring, dull. Un, uh, just, ugh. But uh, but then, then there are uh, uh, you know a, a decent amount and enough where people can can download and they know they, they know the ones you know what I mean like but seriously anybody who the best part about this is that anyone can do something like this anyone has the wherewithal to create content which is fantastic the worst part about it is that anybody can fucking do it right and and you got to kind of find the best ones and find a you know it's I don't know, I, I, but you know as well as I do. Of the thousands upon thousands of pro wrestling podcasts, the majority of them really do suck. They really do. Yeah. I, again, I I don't want to mention any names. Mm. But, uh... No, no, we don't have to mention names, but it, 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 it's just the law of average. It's just the amount, the, the sheer scope of pro wrestling podcasts out there. I mean, every two seconds, you fucking, hey, I got a new podcast, blah, 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 okay, all right. 
and you know, if it's good, it'll rise to the top, right? I'll tell you the ones that I really am not a fan of. I I appreciate the fan created content more than I appreciate the pro wrestlers doing podcasts because I, I feel like you get nothing out of them. Like I I, I listen to them, I'm just like I I mean I know about Barkbox, right? <laughs> but that's about it. Um, like those type of things. Like like I never listen to like um like Austin's or Jim Ross or um like Bischoff. Have you ever listened to Bischoff? No, I don't hate myself that much yet. I mean, there was a, a time in my life where I subjected myself to listening to Comrade Thompson's podcast, but that's not going to be happening again. Right. Okay. It's just like the, like those people who are doing it to make money. I don't know. I just I there's I just I I listen to them and I'm just like okay. And every once in a while, like I think there's uh, there's uh, there are episodes where Jericho's I enjoy. Right. Um, what about the ones where he's talking about the satanic government? <laughs> right, right, right. Or uh, you know what he has like here's fucking you know the guy from you know I don't know Megadeth or whatever. I don't know. I just picked a fucking metal band. Um, and I don't give a shit about Fozzy. So you know, but it's uh, like those type of the, those type of podcasts. Um, I, they don't do they don't do anything for me. I I enjoy um fan created podcasts i really do i think because i think they have the most passion and i think they have the most interesting takes and they actually um they're in it for more than the money and 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 that i that that that's right up my alley that to me that i gravitate more and that's for everything too like like for hockey like i'll listen to hockey podcasts and i appreciate the fan based ones better than like the like the tsn's that get pumped out or the you know the you know if it's football, I appreciate the fan-based ones better than the ESPN ones. Um, but again, it, it different strokes for different folks. But I think my point still still resonates in the sense that there's 250 million pro wrestling podcasts out there, and the majority of them do stink. And I don't think there's that's that's a uh, that's a hot take to be quite honest with you. I think it's just the, a numbers game. Well, the best are going to be at the top. Now, whether we're up there or not as one of the best, uh, debatable, I'm sure. But I like to think that we are. So go fuck yourselves. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here is a new segment. I mean, it's not going to be a recurring segment. But uh, to steal from the Voices of Wrestling flagship, I'm going to call this one Bouncing Around the Juniors. Mm. So I've got three juniors i think they're juniors three juniors i want to ask for your thoughts on okay number one shingo takagi who i believe is now a free agent what are your thoughts on him do you think we're going to see him in new japan anytime soon shingo being from uh, formerly of dragon gate right and uh making the independent making it known that he is uh leaving and uh as we like to say bouncing around right um, uh, um I mean, the opportunity is there, right? Um, if I'm getting percentages, it does smell a lot like an Ishimori kind of thing, doesn't it? Um, I'm going to go less than 50%. Less than 50 And if it does happen, it's not going to be an immediate thing. So I'll say... Uh, 35 40% chance that he'll be in a new Japan ring. Is the possibility something that excites you? Are you a fan of his work? Yeah. Um yes. I I think there would be He had be... an amazing match with, was it against Shuji Ishikawa in the Champion Carnival? Yes. Did you see that one? Uh 
yes, I am. I think I think I think fans that are unfamiliar with him, that aren't necessarily locked into the Dragon Gate stuff. Um, if he did wind up in a New Japan ring, I think he would have fans very quickly. Um, so yeah, I would I would welcome it. I would have no problem having him in the, on the roster. I just don't know if. Again, I would say 35%, 40%, a little less than 50%. But the opportunity is there, right? I mean, it can happen. Um, and, and and here's the thing. Maybe he just dabbles, right? Maybe he just he's in on a show or two. I mean, I remember when when uh, Daisuke Sakamoto was was on the uh, – um, what, what was it, the, the Blue Justice shows? The Lionsgate Project yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, everybody was like, holy shit, you know, this... this He's in the G1! Right, right, exactly, right. So, I mean, we might see something along those lines, right? I think that would be uh, more likely as opposed to, you know, they announce a two-year signing, right? So so if we're asking if that's a possibility, I would say that's greater than 50%, to be truthful. Um, So uh, I welcome it. Those are my projections. Okay, junior number two to discuss is Kawato, who defeated, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Drone. I don't know if there's another pronunciation to that. Anyway, Kawato defeated Drone in a lightning match to earn his first singles victory in CMLL. So Mm. when do you think he will return? Is it possible returnee for best of super juniors or sooner than that or later than that? I think he's probably, I mean, he hasn't even been there a year, has he? I mean, he's been there. He hasn't been there a year, right? So I think he's right. got a little bit more time. And 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 again, not that, that anything is cast in in stone, but the a a traditional and I put that in air quotes kind of flow. It would be Mexico, and then maybe even uh, some U.S. stuff, right? So. I think we're going to hold off a l- just a smidge longer before we see him back in the New Japan ring. So uh, I, I, that, the excursions last a little bit longer than that. So uh, let's uh, let's say sometime next year, maybe late next year. Okay, and number three, I'm going to give a little spoiler here for mm-hmm. the British J Cup. So if you don't want to hear the, who the winner of the British J Cup is. Uh, please fast forward for the next couple of minutes. So a question from Rob, who says, with El Fantasmo winning the British J-Cup and defeating Liger on the way, has he increased his chances of a spot in Best of Super Junior? So any chance we see El Fantasmo appearing in New Japan in the future? Oh, I think so. Um, I, I think that helps, right? Um, you know, winning winning that tournament in front of uh, a lot of New Japan eyeballs. And again, Rev Pro has that working relationship, and I, I, I'm sure that they they are hoping that it works both ways. It's not just talent coming in to work uh, London shows and, and and Manchester shows. It's about hopefully having some of that homegrown talent, um, you know, take a take a trip over and uh, you know go. Go one and six in a tournament, right? Um, and that's fair. That's where you start. So um, I, I'm, I know that's their goal. Um, and I think that that winning that tournament helps those chances. So I'll I'll give a I'll give a yes. If not in you know maybe in, in junior tag, 
uh, junior tag league. Uh, that might be a possibility that we see him there. So um, but there's plenty of openings, right? It feels like for that tournament. So um, because people are looking for partners, I know there's a lot of talk about that of who's you know who's um, Ishimori going to tag with and who's uh, who are other people going to tag with. So uh, I think there will be open slots available. So uh, look for him. Sticking with RevPro, um, I'm looking now at their lineup for Global Wars. Some interesting matchups there. We've got Tomohiro Ishii against Minoru Suzuki. We've got Hiroki Goto against Zack Sabre Jr. We've got Tetsuya Naito against Chris Brooks, which is a bit of a strange one. And we've got LIJ, uh, Evelyn Sonada, against Rinkamp, Walter, and Timothy Thatcher. So those are some interesting sounding matches. Uh, also, I saw this one OTT have got Suzuki against Thatcher coming up soon. So that's going to be interesting. But we've got a question here from Drew that says Is there any chance we see someone from Rev Pro, for example, David Starr, ELP, Aussie Open, make their NJPW debut within the next six months? Yes. <laughs> um... I, I would think one of those. I, I'm uh, David Starr is one of those guys that I'm kind of surprised hasn't at least you know he's he seems like he is a world traveler and he's like one of those like I feel like he's on he's one of those guys that um, you know how WWE does their swoop of the top tier indie guys right and then everybody kind of moves up and then they swoop and then everybody moves up and then they you know whatever so. You know, I, I would think David Starr is probably on that upper level indie guy, independent guy that um, people are going to look at because the opportunity now is for him to take the place of the people that um, are no longer available. Um, six months, though, maybe not six months. Six months might be a little bit of a stretch. Might be a little bit, but I would think that that he has more. I'll say this, for, and and for every all the examples that you that you provided, I think all of those people again they they rise up when when uh, those top talents get swooped up by other companies. A lot of, at the very least, a lot of eyeballs, and and I know for a fact that uh, well, I don't know for a fact fact, but I had heard and somebody had whispered in my ear that Regal was at uh, Bola this past weekend, right? He's always at Bola. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you know he's, you know, got eyeballs there. So, um... Can I read you a tweet, please? Yes, you this can. Is, I don't know if you saw this one. This is from uh, Chuck Taylor. He says, Bummed I missed PWG Bola this year, mostly because I didn't get to see William Regal looking through the curtain at me like I'm the worst wrestler he's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Ah, he's he's got that Twitter game strong. So uh, yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, I'm sure people feel that way at certain times, uh, but it's uh, it is a uh, it is it, it, it it's you know you go to bowling. It feels like you know you got you're that new hot indie band, and uh, all the record labels are coming to your shows, and you know you want to you want to put on a banger. So everybody's there to to everybody's there with an open contract. It feels like so. Do you know who Puma King is? Uh, I've heard the name. He's um, is he in CMLL or um, I, I know the name. I don't, I'm not too familiar with his work though. 
or careful. There's been an absolute shitstorm on Twitter today about, uh, I think it was Ryan Satin not knowing who Puma King was and then people losing their minds over that. And really? Yeah. Well, I'll don't go I on mean... Twitter, Damon. <laughs> Am I going to get buried for not having the best of Puma King? Uh, all right. I mean, are you familiar with the Puma King? I think people were getting upset because they thought, as a journalist, he... I, I think he was there as a fan, but people were saying, oh, you're a journalist, you get paid to cover these things, you should have done some research to find out who he is. I'm not touching that one. I'd rather move on. No, I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, people are upset that he didn't, that, that he didn't know who he was. So I guess he tweeted out something like, oh, this guy's great, I've never saw him before, or what, what like, give me, a, give yeah. me a little background. All right. Yeah, that was, that was it. So fans who couldn't get in the building are upset at him because he's not as up on Puma King. Is that what it is? Because I'll be honest. Yeah, some with you. people have said that given that he is a wrestling journalist, even if he wasn't covering this event professionally, it would have behooved him to, when the bowler lineups were announced, to do a bit of research on the people that he didn't know, you know, watch some of their matches, etc. Okay, that's a fair criticism. That's a fair criticism. Um, I don't think that's that's, but but again, I do a New Japan podcast. Uh, I consider myself a pro wrestling fan. I can't sit sit here and tell you that I sit. I tune into CMLL every week, right? I just it just I don't, it's, you know. So so if if people are going to bang on me for not, you know, ha- again sitting here watching a fucking two hour best of, I, I I haven't, you know, I'm I'm not super familiar with his. His work, I've, I've, I probably have saw a match, but like I can't give a hot take on on Puma. Can't I just can't? So, but again, I see I see where their problem is of uh, of that. But here's the thing too: as a fan, I can guarantee you, I've gone to plenty of shows where I didn't know every single fucking wrestler on the show, right? I, I think I, I could probably tell you that it's every show I've ever been to. There's one or two guys where I'm like, I'm not familiar with a lot of his stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, so, uh, again, I understand that they're saying it's Bola. You should have watched a couple of his matches. If you were, Okay, all right. But it really, that's, 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 that's the Twitter beef today? Yeah, there's always something, isn't there? It really is. That's, that's just... Uh, all right. Uh, uh, again, all right, let's move on. Whatever, right? Uh, next piece of info I got here is that Fighting Spirit Unleashed will stream live on NJPW World in the US, and that's something we were discussing last time. There was some consternation over whether or not it would be shown, I think, or have I dreamed that up? Were we discussing that? Uh, we were, uh, that it was pretty crazy that, um, People in the U.S. weren't going to be able to be able to watch it live. Um, Access TV deciding not to do it. Yeah, so um, that's good news, All right? So it would be streamed live on NJPW World, correct? Yes, in the states. I don't know about internationally. Okay. Well, listen, the states are the only place that matters, right? What? <laughs> Just kidding. Of course, get it. Um, dust off the old VPN. I say dust off the VPN. I'm using it all the time. What am I talking about? I know, really. I think that thing is well lubed, uh, Joel. Uh, pretty hot. Uh, okay, good news. So we'll, everybody will be able to watch it live. But um, I mean, the, the 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 show's gotten a little bit more interesting, right? Um, you don't happen to have Has the it? lineup right in front. Of, I mean, 
Do you have the lineup in front of you? Because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't hear. Here's the problem. I don't hear any buzz for this show at all. Like, there's this is this is a, and I know it's you know maybe a week or two away, uh, but Jesus Christ, I I mean I don't hear anything, and I, I we're guilty of it too. We haven't really discussed it all that much. I just think there's well, zero we did buzz. like there were three matches announced. It's still the same three matches on the card, so there's nothing more to say nothing, about nope. it until they start announcing some matches. I we can't talk about it. Right. I, I it's I wonder. You know, I'll take a look on StubHub and see what the secondary market is doing. Uh, I don't. I don't. It's not sold out, right? Nobody's nobody's mentioned anything about about it selling out live. I don't know. It's just a weird. I don't know anybody who's traveling in for it. And usually, you know, I'll see. I'll get some feedback of people coming in. Like I haven't heard anybody. The usual suspects have not texted me. Um, now I'm a terrible texter, so they might have just been totally frustrated with me not returning their texts. But but I'm sorry, I'm a terrible texter. Um, but I haven't heard anything, so I, I don't know if that's a telling tale or not. Okay, well, people had to wait a whole week to get our hot takes from those three Road Two shows from last week. So here were my talking points that I've got written down here. Uh, Golden Lovers versus Osprey and Ishii was great and I would like to see more good tag matches like that. Uh, Yota Suji is looking hunky and he's got a nice beard. Uh, I've got Taichi versus Harold May and Okada repeatedly hitting juice in the balls. So those are my takes from the Row 2 shows. Uh, what about you? Um, I, and again, the tag match I thought was great. Yep, uh, the... the... I, yeah, I mean that, that's perfect. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about um, Red Bull and monster arguments with the wife for, for fifteen minutes, but that's pretty much our take on those shows. It really is. Uh, um, that's that's what you missed out on last week. Yeah, yeah. Us us vamping for for two hours over that. That's really what it was. Um, all right, so that that takes care of that. There's that we'll check that off the list. Cross that off, um, and then we can move on to. Uh, more recent and more, um, I don't want to say more of the same, but it, uh, I don't, oh, I, I, I texted you. I well, listen, I'll let you steer the ship. If we're go- are we going to this uh, Hiroshima show? Yeah. The first question I was going to ask you about destruction in Hiroshima, we had a new commentator. We had Mark Wozeka. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about him? Um, it's, it's, I'm not going to bang on him. Right, I'm not because I think he did a a a a good a fair job, a fair job, right? Considering it was his first time, New Japan live environment, a lot going on, right? So I think he did a fair job at that. Um, I it felt like he didn't let. Kevin Kelly drive the ship at times, and it got a little bit overbearing. Um, you, I wanted him to to be the color guy, to be the guy to add spice and add flavor. And it, it, you know, it felt like in the first match with you know the the, the six man tag, he was doing a lot more play by play, and you could tell that was kind of pulled back a little bit from him. And again, that might be nerves, that might be uh, being excited, and and I get that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill him for that. Uh, I thought he did a fair job for, for for the first time out behind there and and on a on a 
I wouldn't say a major show, but uh, a, a an important show to a certain degree. I thought he did a, a, a fair job. It's not easy, especially for Kevin Kelly, who seems to have like a different partner each time he's out there. Like I, mm-hmm. I look at it from my point of view. If I were hosting this podcast every week and every week um, my co-host was someone different, then it would be really tricky. It definitely yep. took us a while to sort of tune into each other and know when to lay out and get to know what each other's bringing to the table. So it's a similar thing here. So uh, honestly, all the stuff that I've seen so far has <laughs> not been very positive. But really, uh, again, I'll reserve, I'll reserve judgment until I've heard them a few more times. But I think definitely that was an issue with them stepping on each other's toes with uh, him trying to do play-by-play. And at times it, don't, it did feel like he was reading off of bullet points. But again, for, for the first time out, it wasn't terrible. And no. if he's going to be doing it more often, I'm sure there's room for improvement. Yeah, and, 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 and all those points I agree with. It's, it's, uh, it, he's excited, you know what I mean? And, 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 and you know, I, you, he has to know in the back of his mind that I just, I, here's what I hope. I hope that that he just improves from it, right? And 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 I hope that he's not on Twitter <laughs> if he's hearing all that. Because oh, he up, he is. He's on Twitter uh, and he follows us. Oh, good. Okay, so good. he's probably listening to this. Good. But I I, I would say this right. I, Joe Lanz, Joe Lanza put this best. He said uh, you should be aware that a lot of big names are going to be listening to your podcast, but you should not let it change what you talk about or the way you approach it. Right. I, and I agree with that 100%. And, cause I, and, and I think above everything else, entertaining show, all that, I think we're truthful in, in what we say, right? And so um, – and, and, and I stand by it. It was a fair job for the first time out. There, there needs to be improvement. Chemistry needs to be built. Uh, but, to, like, I, I, I can't give him the boots. I'm not going to lay the boots on him on this one. Now – if after the second one there's not improvement, or the third one there's not improvement, then then yeah, boots, you know, unfortunately are going to have to be laid. But um, no, um, I thought he did a fair job this time. Get in touch if you're listening, Mark. We can give you some pointers. Let me ask you this, Damon: How many people do you think would have to be struck down before you or I get the call to fly out to Japan and do do comms with Kevin? Um, here's the thing: I think we could. Either one of us could do a fair job, at least a fair job, doing color commentary. I really feel like we could. Um, that's not to say that it's an easy job or it's a you – know, I just snap my finger. But I, th- I think we could do a fair job. Uh, all I want is I just want to do the podcast, man. <laughs> Come on. Why can't we be the podcast? Uh but again, I, I we are I, the I, I mean, podcast. Come on, we it, really it are better New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast than the Purecast. You know Thank that you. was the granddaddy of them all. Well, I mean, we are we're, we're the super. I think we're better than the Purecast. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think that. Um, and there's people that might disagree. I don't know. That's fine. You know, but I th- no I, no way. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, let's not go down that road again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I read that one before. It was great, but yeah, let's uh, not uh, dig out uh, that particular grave. Okay, uh, but no, I don't. I, I listen just one time. One time. I think I think Wrestle Kingdom. Like like here's here's really what I really think. Wouldn't it be nice Wrestle Kingdom 
you know, we get a phone call or we get a, we get a text or we get an uh, email saying, hey, look, we think it's important that both of you guys are there. Uh, we're going to send you guys out. Kind of like, you know, listen, they had a, a, a podcast row at All In. I don't know. I just think of the American voice, the American fan voice, uh, it's an important element to have at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, you know, New Japan. Just just throwing it Do out. Do you think uh, Don Callis is finished with New Japan? I think it's going to be tough. You know, but I think it's going to be tough. I, think I don't think he's finished, no. But I think it's going to be a tough uh, scheduling thing for him when it comes to TV tapings and running shows for Impact and, and running the show there. It's, it's, I'm sure it'll be a struggle. And um, Again, I think that's one of the reasons why you see a little bit more Rocky Romero. You see Mark Farsetta. Um, you, you'll, and you might you see other people in there because um, uh, managing that time schedule might be a little bit difficult for Don. All right, well, let's get into the show itself then and talk about some of the results. So the first match, we had the team of Kushida, Tiger Mask, and Jushin Thunder Liger defeating Roppongi 3K, Sho, Yo, and Rocky Romero. So, it, I mean, to be honest, this whole card, it felt a bit like a Road 2 show. It was like a house show. I've got very few hot takes on these undercard matches, Uh the purpose of this, I guess, is to maybe heat up uh, Tiger Mask and Liger for the upcoming junior tag tournament, given that the winner was uh, it was Tiger Mask who got the pin over Rocky Romero with a Tiger suplex hold. So that was how I saw it. Any other thoughts on that? I mean, that's really what you can take out of this, right? I mean, if you're looking for anything to take to take out of, I would say every match except the main event was, you know, who got the pinfall um, and and who kind of matched up with who to set up future programs. That doesn't necessarily make for the most entertaining or interesting show, right? And you're right. It did feel like a road to show to a very large degree. Um, aside from... The main event, right? Um, there really there was only one other singles match, right? Uh, Hanare and and Fale, right? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, when you get a ton of, you know, people will bang on it and say, you know, these row two shows, and well, the reason why they're there is to set up these these programs. I. I know this is a these three shows in 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 some ways feel like B level shows, right? They're they're important shows, but they're not uh, Sakura Genesis. They're not uh, you know Dominion. They're not you know they're not those shows. But this really did feel like a Road Two show. And and if I'm given a general thought, I don't. I'm not going to say this was a struggle to get through, but there was n- not too much that really resonated with me. There's not too much where I was like, okay, I, I can. There, there's something I could sink my teeth into, minus the main event. And I I got all the way up to Tanahashi, uh, 
um, you know, the, the, the tag match uh, the, before the main event. And I texted you. And I was like, man, this show, whew, it's there, <laughs> right? It's there, but boy, oh boy, there's, there's, there was not, not much going on. Uh, was, all right, let's, let's give, you, give, give an, an overview. I know we, we touched on the first match. Give me an overview, five stars being the, one of the best shows you've ever seen, one being WrestleMania four. Um, where, where did this stick for you? Where, where, where are we coming in for stars? Two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might go th- two and a half, maybe, if I'm really in a good mood, three. I thought I liked the main event a lot, uh, but there was really nothing else that, that – that I would say, go out of your, your way to watch. That's that's that is. I give, I've given it to you because I don't think it was worth the three hours or whatever it was I spent watching it. I hate the fact that they, in essence, what they do is they stretch out really a solid card over three cards, and they that's dilute it. It's it. just spread too thinly, isn't it? And over this fighting spirit unleashed gimmick as well. Yeah, it's just spread too thin now. Again, if they get houses and and money for all these three shows and they all sell out, then at the end of the day, that's what it's for. But it just feels diluted. It feels like it's a watered-down version of a decent show. I hate it when they do these things. I'm not going to lie. I hate it because it just doesn't feel like it's a – it doesn't feel like I should care enough. You know what it feels like? It feels like I should fast forward to the main event. I, I hate to say it, but that's really what it feels like. It feels like I should just fast forward to the fucking main event, and I don't want to. Sp- I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want that. I don't want that feeling. It's not a good feeling that where I know that everything on this, everything below certain points, I can fucking hand wave. And I don't want that feeling. That's not good. Again, at the end of the day, if if if, if Hiroshima sells out, if uh, is it Beppo, 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 uh, that sells out, uh, if Kobe sells out, I mean, it, well, who, that's the, at the end of the day, that's what's the most important thing. But this felt like a watered down show. Yeah, I, I can't really add anything else to that. Well, let's just get through the matches then. So we actually have a question right. about the first one. Well, actually, it's not about the match, but at Roppongi underscore says, with Rocky Romero on commentary at the moment and him seemingly taking a backseat to Sean Yo, what do you see his future role of the company? Do you think he's got a singles run or staying on commentary yeah. or otherwise? Training. Training. Um, backstage. Being a solid American liaison, right? Um, absolutely. Commentary, I think. Um, I mean, if Rocky Romero has been, I, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm just going to throw a number out there. He's probably been doing this more than 15 years at this point, right? Um, I mean, what, what, you're not going to give him a singles run. You, you, what, the, what, the junior belt? I mean, that's not fucking happening. Uh, yeah, that's his future. Training, American liaison, uh, commentary, Showing yo six man tags. That's 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 his uh, wheelhouse right now, and that's not a bad thing because he's earned it. He's earned that respect. He's earned that that spot. That's fine. Uh, but no, we're not giving him a, a, a junior heavyweight title. That's not happening. I will say one thing about this match. The post match interview was really funny 
where Rocky's going on this big rant and showing you're going, yes, 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 yes. And then after he's gone, they're saying to each other, do you understand anything he said? No. <laughs> so that's, that's worth going out of your way to find. But All right. All right, second match then. Uh, we have Bad Luck Farley defeating Toa Hinare in two minutes and 46 seconds after the grenades. Now, again, a lot of, well, some people were thinking there is something to this because this is the second time we've seen this match and they thought it might be leading into Hinari possibly joining the Bullet Club OGs. Personally, I saw it more like they're trying to heat up Farley for something. I don't know what, possibly some sort of singles title challenge. Uh, but we did have a question from John saying, do you think Hinari still has a chance to join the firing squad? It seems like a real weird way to do it. Right. Unless they're trying to prove how tough he is, question mark, um, because you beat the guy in a minute. I just think of this logically. Let's let's just think of this outside of the world of of wacky pro wrestling for a second. And again, we pride this promotion on the fact that logic plays a lot of 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 factors in the booking decisions. Fale defeats Hanare, what, the first time? In a minute or so? Maybe a minute and change, right? The first time. Second time, he defeats him in, in two minutes and change. Okay? Then you're going to turn around and be like, hey, join our faction. <laughs> right? The guy loses and not even, he can't get five minutes out of Fale. Right? He, he, I mean, again, we're thinking of this in, in logical thought here of pro wrestling world. Why would anybody then turn around and say, oh, well, come join us? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you want a total Jay Brown at that point? Uh, I mean, unless somebody else can help shed some light here, I don't see where that would be a positive for firing squad. And truth be told, I don't know if I see a positive for that being for Hanare. Help me out here, Joel. What am I missing? I, I'm scratching my head. The only thing I did think was a Hinare and Fale tag team for the World Tag League might actually be really good because I think Hinare's passion and energy would be a nice counterpoint to the slow big man style of Fale. So if they do find a way to get there, I'll be into it. But storyline-wise, I'm failing to see how it works. Um, I don't know, maybe Hinare cheats or something and then... They are full of admiration for him showing his shithousery and decide to bring him on board. Maybe. I mean, somebody's going to have to take falls for Fale, right? Um, if, if he's going to be in, in tag league, because he's not going to be taking the majority of the falls, right? Um, so somebody, somebody in that role would, Hanari would be a nice little fit there. I, I kind of like the dynamic too. Uh, I guess we have to progress a little bit further to see how, how we get connect those dots, but... Right now, it just doesn't make much sense to me to to, to have Hanare there for, for either party. Again, thinking of it logically. So uh, maybe that's down the road. But uh, that end result, I don't mind, right? I don't mind that because, like I said, Fale is going to have to have somebody that's going to be taking some falls and, and looking at it. You know, there, that does seem like a nice little puzzle piece that fits perfectly to me. So, yeah, I would have no problem with that. I just, we just need a little bit more to connect those dots. 
in other Farley news, some of the Farley Dojo graduates are going to the New Japan Dojo. So we got Michael Richards, Andrew Villalobos, Ben Payne, and Nathan McCarter, which is going to be an interesting development. And I guess we'll be seeing those guys on some New Japan shows in the not too distant future. And there was also an interview with Farley on New Japan the website. And the one interesting question here was uh, they asked, you got a lot of hate during the G1 from hardcore traditional fans. And Farley said, after the first couple of nights, I said to the boys, boys, we're back in 2013. It's exactly how it felt. And I said to them, we've got to keep going. We've got to make the most of this. That's how our G1 turned out. So it seems that he really thought that the G1 run of the Bullet Club OGs, the firing squad, was in the same vein as the early Bullet Club stuff. Well, I mean, that, that, that early Bullet Club stuff, people did shit on it. It's not like that was, you know, not like that happened and uh, people were running out and buying fucking T-shirts, right? So, yeah, to a certain degree, he is, he is correct. Um, I, but my, I guess my point is, is why would you want to go back in time to that? Because I I, I, at the end of the day, I don't know how that helps you guys. I mean, you they they might see it differently. Um, and again, it's not like they went into business for themselves and they decided to just fuck with the G one, right? I mean, they were told that's this is this is where we're going with this. Um, now, again, they took liberties, I'm sure, to 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 advance the storyline and do what they saw fit for their own character development. But and 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 the story development, but um, I don't know. I just thought I would. I don't. I don't know how that that helped. I mean, are they? Truth be told, I don't. I don't think they're any hotter than they were before G one, right? Do you think that whole G one thing and everything? Do you think they're a hotter commodity now? I, I don't. I, I don't see it. In fact, I think they are ice cold. To be truthful, I don't think anybody really cares about. Um, and I think it did more harm than good. Well, I would say at the very least, people were talking about them. So, okay. That. I mean, that, I, I, yeah, okay, yeah, not in the most positive of light. Um, I don't. Again, I don't know how that helps them. I really don't. But they, they decided to uh, do what they do. They're going to block people on Twitter, Joel. <laughs> they're, they're a house of fire. They're a house of fire. Yeah, I, I said earlier, it's just a bit strange that he's this you know, angry, vigilant, oh, I'm going to destroy everyone, I don't care what you say, blah, 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 and then he's going out and blocking us on Twitter. I Honestly, right. I don't even know what I said. I didn't say anything directly to him. He's He's gone in the vanity searches and yeah. God knows what. It's just yeah, it's a bit odd. It, it is funny. quite fit with a character. Yeah, it is funny when people talk about, oh, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a shit, man, I don't fucking care. And then, the, yeah, well, that's not really sh- like it's like blocking people on Twitter. That's that means you care. <laughs> that means uh, what do the kids say, Joel? You were gotten. You've been gotten, right? Or they? Is gotten that what they to. say? Yeah, he's gotten got to. Uh, gotten to. All right. Well, then they. I mean, I, isn't that proof in the point? Like, if you really didn't give a fuck, you. I mean, there wouldn't be a. You know, there wouldn't be anything. Like, you want to give a fuck? Like, you 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 give a fuck. It's okay. You, you give a fuck. Uh, and uh, you know, whatever. Fine, not gonna hurt my. I don't give a shit. Like you want to see true give a shit? Well, honestly, me talking about it is is giving a shit. So, all right, whatever. Let's move on. 
Okay, uh, third match was the return of Killer Elite Squad. David Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer defeated the team of Ayato Yoshida and Michael Elgin in eight minutes with a killer bomb. So, obviously, this is heating up Killer Elite Squad for their upcoming match against the Best Friends, which is going to be in, I believe it's the Beppu show uh, tomorrow. Yep. And I'm assuming the winner of that will go on to face whoever is... IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Then again, we will preview Beppu later, but this match was just a showcase for Killer Elite Squad wearing some new gear with a new entrance theme and mm-hmm. just doing their thing. I'm I'm glad to see them back. I'm a big fan of Killer Elite Squad. Yeah. I mean, um, they're they're I, I like the dy- I, I've said this before. I like dynamic of of small team, big team versus big team. I, I always enjoy those type of scenarios. And I think Killer Elite Squad could do some really fun things if given the chance with a, a young Bucks, right? Now, I will say this in the same breath. I was not a fan of them, you know, with, if, if we go back to the War Machine, uh, G.O.D., Killer Elite Squad, that whole, oh, that was like, you know, swimming in, in quicksand, it felt like. Terrible, not terrible, but it was just like, oh my god! It, it seemed yeah, like the matches weren't bad, but they just gave the the same match three times, and <laughs> there's only so much you can do with that. All right. So uh, again, if they if if Killer Elite Squad is giving that given that role to challenge Bucks, I think that those could be fun matches again because of the dy- the size dynamic. Um, where, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I have notes here, but it's really just like okay. Basically everything that you said, um, it, it, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a squash, but um, anytime you get a guy who has a young lion, who you you, you know the deal, we're, we're isolating the young lion, and away we go with the power power. They were like two power bombs that fucking crush them. Um, but, well, I'm going to yeah. pick you up on that there because Yoshida, he's not a young lion, is he? I mean, he's no. clearly a step above that level. So I, I was going to ask you about him, actually, because he's quite an in, in an interesting position because he is, like, he lost a singles match to Chase Owens. So he is below that tier of singles guy. He's below your Chase Owens and your Hinares of the world. But he is above the Young Lions because he beats Shota Umino on one of these Lionsgate projects. So he's in a bit of a funny position. He's still quite young. Um how do you see him moving forward? Do you think he's going to be sent out on an excursion or is he just going to be a a, a lower-card guy for the time being? And what are your thoughts on his performances so far? You know, there's a guy that kind of had that same course and that same trajectory, uh, Okada. <laughs> now, I'm not comparing the two as of right now, but it is... There are the similarities s- are there. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There, there are similarities there. He's got that look, he's got that size, he's yeah. very handsome, he's tall, he's athletic, so he's got he ticks all the boxes if you're looking for a future ace. I I mean, I'm I, I feel similar things to what you just said. Uh again, time will tell and 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 look, when when Okada went to you know the United States. So, so, so he, he, well, let me finish that thought first. When, when Okada went to the United States uh, and he was doing that Green Hornet fucking nonsense thing in TNA, I don't think anyone, 
I think people knew what he was about to a certain degree with his young lioness days. And one of the reasons why I'm excited to do to do Wrestle Kingdom four is because he's on the undercard. He's in a six man tag, Okada. Um and I will say this when uh Okada came over to the United States uh to do the the, the New Japan Jersey All Pro, he was he was there and he was on a lot of the undercards. And again, people said the same thing that we're saying now in the sense of a lot of talent, a lot of this, a lot, but I don't think anybody really was like, okay, IWGP heavyweight champion, historic run, ace of the company. And I, I think we might be projecting a little bit too much on, on in, in, in this scenario, but again, just like we're on the same page here. It's checking a lot of boxes. There is the same kind of course that, that he's taking that Okada took as well. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. And here's the thing too. I, I, I think he's and again, I, I need to go back and watch, but I really feel like that he's in a better spot given where Okada was at the same time. Does that make sense? Like, I, I think I feel like at the at, at the same places where they where they where they are, um, in in their in their development, like like there's I I and maybe because it's fresh and it's it's newness and it's and it's recency bias. I just feel like he's on a a, a a higher upward swing slope than Okada was at that same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Again, back to my original question. Do you think he's going to be sent out on excursion? Yes. Yes. Um, I do. I do. I, I think they know they I, – I, I, here's what I think New Japan knows. I think New Japan knows they have a nice nugget that they need to hone and develop and and uh refine. But I but I think they know they have something in them. I really do. And and I think it the, the I think it's evident. I think it shines. Like like there are some guys that just have it. And I hate saying that, but he has it at a very early stage in his career and that will only get better. He's a prospect. He's he is a blue chipper. And I don't think that that can be. I, I think New Japan knows they can't waste that opportunity. Yeah, agree. So uh, very exciting to see what he's got going forward. Uh, fourth match, then we have a team of Beretta, Chucky T, and Will Ospreay defeating the team of Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi, and Kota Ibushi in nine minutes with Beretta pinning Chase Owens after a strong zero. So the best friends are back, and a nice little pin here to heat them up for their match tomorrow against Killer Elite squads. So, obviously, we got this ongoing build between Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi. Uh, question from Aaron. Is Ospreay going after Ibushi foreshadowing his loss to Skull in the junior tournament? And will this lead to Ospreay jumping up to heavyweight? And along the same lines, JDM says, Ospreay for the Never title, so he can still help the junior division, but also wrestle Kota. So, what are your thoughts on this burgeoning feud between Ospreay and Ibushi? Love it. Right, I think that I think that'll be outstanding. Um, I mean, I I know that Will has also made uh, reference to not wanting to be a junior, right? He and and really nowhere else on the planet is he considered a junior, right? He's just like he's a wrestler, um, in this scenario. So, 
Uh, I think that'll help him make that transition. I think that's his ultimate goal is to not be labeled as a junior and, and to be in heavyweight stuff. So this is the first step. If a never open weight championship is is around the corner, I don't know. That would be fine by me. Uh, let's let's. I I I don't think that would be a bad match at all. In fact, I think that might be one of those. You know, you you kind of go back to Ricochet and uh, and Will and one of the and, and those Cork and Hall matches and you know, those being defining moments in 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 New Japan's growth. Right, uh, this this could be one of those moments too. So we'll see. I I, I think I, I can't imagine it being anywhere not in the in the really good to great uh, areas. If, once they book that match, that'd be fun. I almost think that's the sort of match that is so special that you'd want to save it for a Tokyo Dome and have yeah. that on the the higher end of the cards. It would it'd be a shame to have that. I don't want to say wasted, but you know, put on a, a power struggle or, or something like that, or or a, or a, a destruction in Hiroshima. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, yeah, that's that's to me that's a marquee matchup, a nice nice uh, protected matchup. Um, yeah, will will we'll, he's one of those guys I'd like to see move up Kushida as well. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. And, of course, we've got the return of Beretta, who's looking pretty jacked. I mean, I don't know if he was that big last time we saw him, but is it just me, or is he looking very, very hunky? Uh, I mean, he when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, he was he looked good, right? He, he looked good. So I, I think people forget about him, and not in the sense of best friends tag team, but I think just, you know, what what can we do with him? And, and make him a little bit more spicy going into Wrestle Kingdom. Like the last thing I want to see is him in a fucking six man tag, right? I like to see him. I like to see him try for an, another never, never shot. I know that uh, or U.S. title shot. I know that we've seen that in the past, but uh, he seemed like he jumped out of the gate rather quickly. Injury. I know we got to work our way back, but um, I'm curious to see where he lands come Wrestle Kingdom time. I would say for the immediate future, I think it's going to be a tag run with the best friends. But long term, what would you say the ceiling is on Beretta? Uh, ceiling, US. US, I would say, right? Because here's the thing. The problem is, is this. If you're a middle guy in New Japan right now, it's going to be very hard to break through to the level of Okada, Omega, um, Tanahashi, uh, you know, Naito. It's hard to break through to that level at this point, you know. And then you got a nice mix of middle guys. The problem is, is that those young guys, and we just talked about them, are so fucking good that they're they're quickly pushing everybody up, right? So where where do you know, I don't want it to be a, just a log jam of middle ground guys. I mean, you figure Chase, a, a guy like Chase Owens or a guy like, um, you know, there's there's plenty of juice. Hangman Page. Um, and again, we're probably going up a, a level from Chase, but 
there, it seems like there's so many levels that you kind of weave your way through, and and uh, I I think it'd be hard for a guy like Beretta to break through to those upper levels. Um, but at the same breath, he's got to watch out behind him because there's guys really waiting to take his spot, uh, and 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 people of of that same cloth and and in that same position. Because those young lions are right behind them, breathing down their fucking neck. Uh, they're, they're they're good. They're not going to be waiting around that long. Um, so that's got to be a weird scenario. So I'm going to say U.S. is a ceiling at this point. Um, but that's a scary thought because they're, they're, there's people breathing right down his neck. You've listed a lot of names there, a lot of Western talent in New Japan. Do you think they have too many Westerners? Do you think they're in danger of losing their identity as New Japan Pro Wrestling? Or do you think they're simply evolving? You know, I'd be curious to go back. And I'm sure um, there's websites dedicated to this and ways to, to find this out. But it feels to me that we've they've always had a decent amount of, of you know, Western talent on tours. You know, I, like I think back and I'm like, you know, there was there were times in the '90s where you had Hercules Hernandez, Scott Norton, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, One Two Three Kid, or you know, uh, whatever Sean Waltman was going. I think it was One Two Three Kid at the time, uh, or Lightning Kid at the time. Um, David Finley, uh, Senior, um, Benoit, uh, Vader. Uh, you know, and and they're all there, you know, kind of at the same time. Um, it, and and now we might have we might have more if I kind of just rattle off you know Osprey Hangman Page, uh, Elgin, um, you know you can go down the list, but it doesn't seem like it's that crazy of 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 American talent or North American talent or Western talent. Compared to the Japanese talent, it doesn't seem like it's that far off. Again, maybe I need to look at the, those numbers, but again, I just kind of rattled off names in the '90s that you would always see on tours, and and they're all westerns, you know. It's it, I don't think it's that crazy. Um, and again, keep in mind, people, when we're talking about business being booming, they could afford to bring people in. They can afford to bring people in now more than they could say seven years ago or eight years ago, but in the nineties they were bringing in people. People were people were coming in. Um, again, I'll, I'll I'll double check the numbers and see how it stacks up to say a roster in ninety two or ninety three, and compare it to modern day and compare how many Westerners are on tour. Uh, then and now, but I don't think it's going to be that that earth shattering uh, um, a difference. To be honest, should we just do a quick count then for this card, just out of interest? So, uh, in terms of Westerners, we got Rocky Romero, uh, Henare Farle, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Lance Archer, Michael Elgin, uh, Osprey, Chucky T, Beretta, mm-hmm. uh, Chase Owens. That's ten there. Tangaloa, Tamatonga, David Finley, Juice Robinson, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. 15. 
Jay White and Kenny Omega. 17. 17 on a show. Um, now, again, if we're calling Australians Westerners, <laughs> okay, uh, but I get your point. Uh, Non-Japanese, we'll call it. Uh, 17 on the show. Um, that's the number to beat. That might be tough in the 90s because you probably, I would guesstimate, and again, I don't have anything in front of me, but I would guesstimate probably 10. You're probably looking at a 10. So, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe people have a point. Um, okay. Um, I'm not – look, they're an international company now, kids. They're not – they're 29. They're, sorry, before I forget, it's, it's 29 Japanese guys on the card. 29 Japanese, 17 uh, American, or Westerners, right? Okay. Mm. Do, you, do you like that balance? 29? 17? I don't care as long as the wrestling's good. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, I uh, I agree. I know that there are purists that want to see everyone be Japanese, or you know, not everyone, but you know, single digit Westerners. Um, if, that, if that's what you want, hey, look, Wrestle One's right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, if that's what you're looking for, it's. It, they're, they're, I'm sure there's a product that'll that'll satisfy you. Um, I don't. That 29 versus 17. Yeah, it's like a, a two to one ratio, and I yeah. think for a company that has got ambitions to globally expand, I would say that's not unreasonable. I think, no. mm, yeah, yeah that's, I think that's fair. Yep. There we go. Hot takes. Uh, match five then uh, for the never open weight six man tag team championship. We've got the champions Taiji Ishimori, Tangaloa, and Tamatonga defeating the challengers Ryusuke Taguchi, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. With Tangaloa pinning David Finley in 11 minutes after an ape shit. And this was a, just a bit of a silly comedy match for the most part with Taguchi doing his rugby World Cup gimmick. Uh, which was fine. It was fun. Nothing offensive. But again, it's a never open weight six man tag team championship which is difficult to really care about i guess the interesting things coming out of these stories are that tamatonga is recruiting i saw apparently that he had a back and forth with cody on twitter which of course i can't see because he's blocked us and some talk about who ishimori's partner is going to be in the upcoming junior tag tournament so what are your thoughts on this recruitment angle and who Ishimori's partner could possibly be? Because some people have been suggesting Pac, or Mr. Neville, yeah. could be the mystery partner. Yeah, I have heard that. Uh, and here's the thing. We haven't been talking about that. And, and we all know that he is uh, available for that. So that that is an absolute option. Um, I think... I, I want to be surprised... If uh, if on one of these destruction shows somebody makes a special appearance, I don't know anything. I haven't been told anything, but wouldn't that be something? Right, a little special, little special somebody shows up to kind of heat up uh, that idea. So that would be nice. Not saying that's going to happen, but uh, he is available. I'm just uh, just saying. Um. It's funny because I'm I'm getting text messages from Joel as we're doing the show, and he says, "I hear bells." If anybody heard bells in the background, um, I live by a church. The church is right 
on the other side of the houses that are in front of me. So, uh, yeah, they blast those bells, don't they? Um, look, I, I, uh, Taguchi does when it's when it's when it's six man tag Taguchi. It's kind of hard for me to get excited. We got David Finley, who, oh, I, I, look, what do you do? What are you, what are you going to do? Right at this point, it's a, is it a lost cause at this point? I don't think it's ever a lost cause, but I can't see anything happening in that regard. Um, it's juice. I, I like juice a lot, but it's hard for me to get get excited over what really felt like to me a a throwaway six man tag match. I, I hate to, I hate to be negative on it, and I don't think I'm negative on it. I'm just kind of saying what it was. It was fine. Um, it was goofy spots, the 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 rugby headwear playing a factor, and it it really wasn't for me. It really wasn't for me, and uh, I'm I'm trying to give you positives. And it was it was there. It was a two star, two and a half star. Their match. I I, I can't sell it any other way, way Joel. Sorry, I, I I can't. No, well, this is the problem. I mean, this was not the best show, and it's difficult. To, I think it would be disingenuous of us to try and bring high energy and basically pretend that we're excited about something right. that fundamentally was not exciting but here is something that i did find exciting and interesting in the sixth match which was we had a six-man tag hiroki goto or goto uh, toriano and gado defeating the team of yoshinobu kanemaru takashi izuka and taichi with um goto winning after a disqualification in 10 minutes because taichi uh decided that he's had enough of being disrespected. And, of course, you know, my Tai Chi fanhood is no secret. I've made uh, quite a song and dance about how I thought he should have been in the G1. And plenty of people would agree with me, uh, including the now the official leader of Tai Chi Twitter, John Carroll. Just wanted to crowbar that one in there. And we had an amazing moment in this match where Tai Chi could have broken up a pinfall because I think I think it was Goto was pinning someone, Kanemaru or whatever. And then Taichi, instead of breaking up the pinfall, just decided to kick the referee out of the ring, which I thought was brilliant. Such a great little character moment for him. And then he just lost it, and he did his high-angle powerbomb thing that he does, the, the last ride thingy, and was mocking Goto doing his pose and standing on the ramp and I just I really love pissed off Taichi disrespected Taichi and I'm really excited about their match tomorrow. You really are. Um, and also what I thought was notable was a lot of people were cheering for Taichi and this is a guy who uh, traditionally has had people chanting Taichi go home but now it's not just me that even within Japan and I noticed it at Dominion as well there's a, a sizable pocket of fans cheering for him, and it is growing. If you were to rewind the clock back a year ago, two years ago, uh, I would absolutely be hammering you for 
those statements because one, they weren't true, <laughs> and two, I, I I I would think that you were dropping acid because it it's just not wasn't happening. I can't say that I am completely on board with him because this here's here's really the issue. A lot of the same challenges that I have with a Tamatanga are very similar issues that I have with Tai Chi. Um, this was not a bad match, all things considered, right? And I think that he, again, I, I say this a lot, if you're if he's tapped on the shoulder and, and needed to go, and again, I have a cartwheel on the fucking line here, but if he's tapped on the shoulder, I think he can go. The problem is, is that once I feel like the, the engine gets revved up, I, I feel like I get the, the, the carpet pulled from underneath my feet, and it's bullshit that occurs, and it's hijinks and nonsense. And I just, that bothers me, because I can feel myself starting to get into a match of his, and then shit like this happens, and it's like, oh, fuck. I mean, what the, what the fuck's the point? And here, and that's really what I'm worried about with this match come tomorrow, is that this this very well could be a great match, but I'm telling you right now, Joel, the the the, the difference between me do, doing a fucking attempt at a cartwheel and me sitting here and laughing is the last three minutes of this match, because if there's bullshit and shenanigans and nonsense, it's going to be very hard for me to throw anything less than. Or anything greater than than three and three quarters, and I really feel like that's exactly what the fuck we're going to get. I just, I, I just, it's the nonsense. It's, the, it's the bullshit. And again, I understand that's heel character work and all that, but it, it just, it takes me so fucking far out of it that I'm instantly slashing things that I enjoy from the the match, and and just focusing on that. So, if you could tell me. If, or if you can, if you feel in your heart that I'm not going to get that tomorrow, great. We'll talk snowflakes. But to me, I don't see that happening, and I see bullshit, and I see nonsense, and that's going to take me out of the match. Yeah, you're not wrong, and I do agree with you to an extent because I think part of the thing that we all love about New Japan is that we get clean finishes in matches, and I want to see a clean finish here. Uh, I don't care who it is who wins, and we'll come on to preview it, but I think this is going to be the acid test to see whether or not Taichi can be taken seriously as a heavyweight. If he is going to have things like G1s in his future, we need to be able to see that closing stretch with a clean finish. Like, I think Taichi should be able to win matches without having to cheat, and not necessarily against someone like Goto, but tomorrow is going to go some way to showing whether or not he can hang at that level. I agree, 100%. And... And he, I, to me, it feels like he, I, I don't want to say he almost has to, but it, it, like, okay, we we get the point. You're a sneaky heel. We get the point that you're a fucking prick. We get the fact that that you feel jaded or feel slighted and, and, and disrespected. Okay. But now, now here's where you have to kind of, sh- the spotlight's on you. You're getting the tap on the shoulder. So 
why not do this this just to shut us up and uh and and perform at a level that we hope our main events can be at so that's the expectation four stars is the bar again remember everyone four stars uh have we have we decided on, on on a panel yet joel we haven't actually, and I'm going to need to go away and do that tomorrow. And well, we we can agree that together. Okay, all right. So uh, be on the lookout for uh, Joel reaching out to someone. I think we, what we say three, four people uh, to objectively grade this match, and then if not, I got to fucking embarrass myself. All right. Uh, so that was the tag match. Fine by there, and then um, we move on the show. Yeah, so match seven, we've got a team, LIJ team of uh, Bushi, Sonada, Evil, and Naito defeating the Suzuki-Goon team of El Desperado, Takamichi Noku, Zack Sabre Jr., and Minoru Suzuki in 12 minutes with Evil pinning Taka after a magic killer. Um, great character work from Suzuki aside. Damon, I could not give less of a shit about this match and this Naito-Suzuki feud. Yeah, it does seem to be a little bit draggy doesn't it <laughs> um it's 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 not it's not hitting the marks it's not it's not uh i will say this they did a, a decent job in the sense of suzuki really laying it into naito and it was almost you know when they carted out the the stretcher uh you know the the emt cart thing whatever plastic thing my bob uh i was i i did notice that and i did kind of stop what i was doing and paid extra attention because i'm like well what the fuck they're really they're going to drag him out, uh, but again, uh, Naito left under his own power. So I thought that was that was good, and that that was uh, one of the takeaways that I did take away from this show. That image is there. I can't say that I'm and I'm particularly excited for Naito Suzuki. Not going to lie. It, it it can be very good. I mean, the two people that are in there have the, have the ability to make this a very good match. It, and, and truth be told, it, it can make it a great match. I just feel like we've we're at the end of our rope when it comes to this, and I'm and I'm kind of feeling the fact that okay, I I almost can't wait for this to be done so that both these guys can move on to fresher, newer things. Yeah, agree. Um, I think it's clearly a bit of a filler feud for both people. And one of the more interesting things about this match was uh, I saw someone on Twitter at Ardeleldra, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, pointed out that there was a special LIJ uh, Tron video based on Naito's Hiroshima Carp Phantom, which I thought was quite cute. Um, Some interesting interactions between Evil and Zack Sabre Jr. And we had a fun Zack Sabre Jr. promo afterwards. He was ranting about Power Shop Halloween and burying Halloween. And he's right because Halloween is shit. And oh, also, hold on, hold on, hold on. Halloween is shit. What Joel, is good about Halloween? I, you're a grown man, Damon. Don't tell me you're going out trick or treating. Of course not. Of course not. But then, what could possibly be good oh, about Halloween? All right, let me let me tell you as an adult what's good about it. You ever go to a nice uh, costume party? Uh, I hate uh, parties, uh, uh, Damon. I hate parties with a passion. I'm an introvert and antisocial. Me too. I'm the. I mean, I mean, listen. I'm not. You know, but but you know, you have friends, right? Well, that's a bit of a generous term. For it. There are people <laughs> who tolerate me. All right. Well, well listen. I'm not saying you're just going to go to some random's house and be like, "Hi, I'm dressed up as fucking Borat." Hey, look at me. That's not happening, right? 
you're going with friends. So and it's fun. And you, you 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 get your drink on and you have a good time, right? That's that's a fun time. You can't tell me that's so not a fun time. So going to a party and drinking is fun. I'm failing to see okay. where the Halloweenness is enhancing that experience. Oh no, it's the idea funny. Of up is is awful. Really? I don't mind. I think it's kind of fun, like seeing people with creative ideas and laughing your ass off, and then you know, so it's fine. It's one fucking day a year, all right. Uh, now, again, the other thing is, come on, what's more adorable than a little kid in a costume going trick or treating? Come on, why you got to be a fucking downer, Joel? Yeah, but when they're turning up to your house demanding that you give them sweets and chocolate, then they're to me gonna, that compromises again, the doing- cuteness. No, it doesn't. It's not, it's not like it's November 3rd they're doing this, right? They're doing this one day for, for like four hours maybe, right? And here's the thing too. And I will say this. Like if it's a teenager and he's got no fucking – he's just got a rubber mask on. Listen, they're getting one piece of candy. That's it. You're getting one fucking piece of candy because you honestly shouldn't be out. And two, you gave it no fucking effort, right? But if you've got a kid coming up here with a really cool fucking idea or a really cool costume – Listen, I'll 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 give a nice little handful. And here's the thing: I give away good treats. I don't give away no fucking bags of pennies and shit, or fucking you know peanuts. I give them good shit, good candy bars, good size to the special costumes, good costumes. I like it, Joe. I'm not. A, I, I, I I'm I'm actually kind of shocked. Now, is, it, is Halloween a big thing over there? In China, absolutely not. Is it? Oh, not okay. All right. So you don't even have to fucking worry about it. I gotta worry about it. I'm home, so I gotta, I gotta. I usually sit out at my steps, and because I don't like, I don't, I hate people knocking on my door. I get actually fucking physically ill when people knock on my door. There's no reason anybody should be knocking on my door for any reason whatsoever. In, in this day and age, well, to me, it sounds like you don't like. I mean, people knocking on your door. Surely that's an integral part of Halloween. Yet you're nah, saying it's it makes not. you physically sick. It does make me. That's why I sit on my front step. So they don't have to knock. I'm already there. I get the bowl of candy. I'm listening to a podcast or I'm, you know, I'm watching something on my phone, whatever. They come up. Ah, it's cute. Can- yeah, there you go. Boom. There's some candy. All right. Have fun. All right. That's all. That's all. But I don't like people knocking on my door. I really don't. I actually, we spend more time looking at the out the fucking window <laughs> than we do just physically. And who's that? Who was that guy? I don't know. Who is it? I don't know. You get it. I'm not fucking getting it. You get it. Like that's that's the conversation we have in our house, and then we just don't we just don't do anything. We just ignore it, and then they go away. Because there's no re- there's absolutely zero reason for anyone to knock on a door in this day and age. Zero. What what if I you invite me to your house? What should I do? But I'm expecting you. That's fine. But just a random. And how do I announce my arrival? You text me. Hey, I'm here. So I arrive at your house, and rather than knocking on the door, you want me to text you. You pull up. In front of my house, right? And be like, yo, dude, I'm here. And I text back, K, and then I know you're there. And then I'll, I, you don't even need to open the door or knock on the door. I'll just open the fucking door. Hey, dude, come on in. Up, up, up. Give me your code. Well, that is put, as your guest, that's putting me at an inconvenience to send Why? you, a, to construct a text message and typing in all those letters and words saying, hello, I'm here, all I've right. arrived, rather than just going okay. knock, knock, knock. Are you going to show up? You know it's me. You're expecting me. No, you know I'm coming. Why okay, have I got to text you? But, well, but, I mean, because I'm, because I've, listen, I live in my fucking mansion, Joel. And I got to, you know, I got many, I don't, I'm not sitting here by the door waiting, peeking out a window waiting for you to show up. Right? I got things to do. I got a party to plan. 
I got it. Yeah, yeah but if you've said to me, Joel, come round to my house at one o'clock, and then yeah. someone knocks on your door at one o'clock, I think right. there's a reasonable assumption that it's going to be me. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You I don't agree. need to vomit everywhere. <laughs> I listen. I agree, but you know, send me a little warning text. You don't. You don't send warning text. Come on, you send a warning text. Hey, just showed up, dude. <laughs> you don't do that. I mean, I'm taking a no. shit. Maybe I'm, maybe no, if, I'm, you know. If someone's expecting I'm me, I'm hey. Okay, but wait a minute. Maybe, maybe I'm, I, I, you know, I got, I'm, I know, nature called and I got to fucking take a shit, okay? And you're knocking on the door like, where is this asshole? I'm, I'm knocking on my door. Right? You send a warning text. Then I can be like, okay, I can, I can hold off a little bit, get him in, then go into the guest bathroom. Nobody will know. Nobody know the difference. Right? Come on, you you're can't just fucking show up. Send the war. You, s- Joel, I guarantee you, you're the lunatic. You send the warning text. Listen, you send the warning text in April. You come, in, you come to New York City. You send some fucking warning text. All right. What happens? All right. Well, let me ask you this. I, th- I think I need to make a Twitter poll from this. We're going to need to get the fans involved. Uh, yeah. Some mediation here. Let, let me let me ask you this. I come April. I go to your hotel or your Airbnb or what have you, right? And you say, okay, well, Damon's coming, you know, sometime around one. And everybody's like, okay, great. And let's say you get a little romantic, right? Let's say uh, passion uh, fired up, the, the, the city, everything's uh, everything's in, in alignment. And the next thing you know, away you go, right? And then here comes Damon, right? You're going to be like, what the fuck, right? But if I send the warning text... You could be like, give me five minutes, dude. And I'll know, ah, looks like Joel's uh, having a good time. And I'll go down, maybe get a coffee, maybe get a uh, delicious hot dog from New York vendor. And then I'll kind of chill a little bit. And then you can take care of what you got to take care of. Shouldn't take you more than two minutes, right? <laughs> and, then, and then away we go, right? And then everything's good. But if I'm banging on your door while you're in mid, uh, mid-coitus, that might be a problem, right? What has happened to this podcast? <laughs> it's a lot more interesting than the show. <laughs> but I, I'm a big fan of the warning text. Yes, that is that is. The, I'm on a Twitter poll. I want a Twitter poll. You can do that, right? No, I, I'm not saying poll. the warning text is a bad idea, but I'm taking issue with your uh, saying that knocking on the door is terrible. Uh, again, a random, a, maybe not necessarily if I know Joel is coming over, but a random fucking, you're just sitting there watching the fucking game and a random knock on the door, and you're like, uh, what? In this day and age, there's no reason anybody should be knocking on anybody's door. Except to sell me something, right? Or something that I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of. Like, I don't want any, I don't want to, I don't even want to know. You know what I mean? Like, I, no, no, no. I don't want, I don't want any part of that. A ran- If somebody knocked on your door right now, Joel, what would you do? Um... I will probably have go- to answer it because you- quite often we have um, people from the government showing up because they want to, you know, they check IDs and stuff to make sure that there's not people here that shouldn't be here. Really? You just had it out in a random? Just like, just. Yep. Wow. Okay. Most of the All time right. it will be a delivery person though because Mally doesn't half order a lot of shit off the internet. So there's constantly people knocking on the door. Uh, see, we don't get the knock on the door. We just get the the truck pull up, throw it on your fucking steps, and then they take off. Like you wouldn't know it was there unless you opened your door and saw it. 
So, yeah, we're going to get that. All right, there's the knock on the door. Come and knock on our door. Right, nobody knows that song. All right, go ahead, uh, Joel. We got a pro wrestling show to talk about. Yeah, so there was some build up with Evil and Jericho. Evil's talking about Jericho and his backstage promos. There was a little Jericho interview the day after Dominion where he was talking about Evil. So I had a question from Aaron who said, Will Jericho defend the IC belt of King of Pro Wrestling? Uh, we learned with Hiromu's video that a title must be defended every six months. So do you think Evil against Chris Jericho is something we are going to be getting anytime soon? It would have to be that, right? I, well, here's the thing: it, it's not so that that nonsense cruise is. Uh, it's not Jericho versus Omega. It's, no, it was the six man that I said before. Yep, yep. And, and as a matter of fact, I think uh, isn't it like Cody versus Delirious on that? <laughs> Just fuck. Oh, look! Where's an iceberg I, when you need it? <laughs> I I mean I, I I'm gathering the, the 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 actual pro wrestling is secondary if not third uh, on the list of priorities behind drinking and gambling. So uh, everyone have a good time on the Jericho cruise. I hope everybody has a wonderful time. Um, yeah. So evil. I, I would have to right. I mean, what else? What else is in the pipeline at, at this point? Unless Jericho comes back and they they laid up Naito again. But it doesn't feel like that's the case. It feels like it's the evil, and and there's your title defense. And I know. And do you, let me ask you this: If that's the case, do you see evil walking away with gold? No, because I yeah. think you've got to get to the Jericho Naito rematch at the Dome with the belt on the line. Okay, I said a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know. I didn't feel like Jericho was making it to the Dome. You still you you confident we're seeing Jericho come Wrestle Kingdom? Uh. The special Super J cuts gun to my head. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. There we go. I'm I'm still fifty uh, fifty. We'll call it. Well, fifty fifty. Jericho will be there, but um, the, the the Super J cast gun to the head. Uh, fifty fifty. All right. So that's got to that. be a t-shirt design. That would be a cool t-shirt design. We have so many cool t-shirt designs. That I'm re- I can't tell you how excited I am for these t-shirts to come out because I really am excited. For, I really like them. Uh, or, or uh, Brett, right? Brett uh, was uh, on top of it. He get, we have two wonderful designs, and then uh, we have our logo that he also designed, right? Um, and then we have one that's that's in the pipeline that uh, I can't wait. So that that one's going to be really exciting as well. So t-shirts are right around the corner, kids. All right, pro wrestling show. What else? Quite a few people have mentioned to me the possibility of Bushi teaming up with Dragon Lee for this junior tag tomorrow. Does it just me, or would that not really make any sense, considering that his stable mate uh, was put on the shelf by Dragon Lee? Obviously yeah, not intentionally, but it would yeah. be a bit strange, no? Yeah, I can't see that happening at all. That would be, for for, for one, for those exact reasons, and two, I just feel like, like if we're really trying to pigeonhole and label people you know Bushi's a little bit more of a heel guy than Dragon Lee so I don't think I think that's I think Dragon Lee will be there but I don't I don't think with Bushi no okay so eighth match we had the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi Togi Makabe and Tomaki Honma defeating Jay White Yoshihashi and Kazuchika Okada with Tanahashi pinning Yoshihashi after 12 minutes with a small package hold so a few talking points come out of this um, first one is I want to talk a bit about Honma because yeah. I think he does not have full use of the left 
side of his body. And if you watch carefully, he, he's not doing anything with his left arm. It's just hanging there. So to me, that is not good for being a pro wrestler. And if this is going to be a long-term thing, I don't want to see him wrestling anymore. Nope. I agree 100%, man. That You, you actually kind of tipped me off because you watched this, this show before I did. And you tipped me off on that to keep a special watch out for him. And, yeah, you, there were plenty of times where it just felt like the arm was just there. And that's not safe for him. And that's just, there's no reason for it. What is the purpose of this? Like, why? Why would this? I know you want to get back in, into the ring. And I know that it's in your heart and soul and every fiber of your being. But how can this possibly be a good idea? And here's the thing, too. Again, we don't know. But it did look really glaring to both me and you, and I think to other people as well, how can a medical staff and a and a promotion allow that to occur? How could that possibly be in this day and age, Joel? When w- we all talk about you know preserving careers and longevity, and that seemed to me to be a real and again. We could be dead wrong. It just really looked obvious to me that that left arm was not functioning properly. How could that happen in this day? How could the medical staff say, okay, you can get to the ring? Like, and, and, and you could give me pro wrestling nonsense of, well, we need to continue the storyline and we just need to get through this match so, because it's an important thing and then we'll worry about the health of, you know, all that, all that stuff. If, if this were an important key part of the show this could have easily just been okay it's not a six man it's a it's a just a regular tag and and that's that and it wouldn't have mattered one fucking bit because tanahashi and okada are the story going into that match why give me one fucking good reason if again if this is the case with honma where his it 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 is it, it is you know the use of that arm is is that limited, and it really felt like it was. Give me one fucking good reason why he was in that ring. Well, it seemed that they were having this little love triangle going on between Tanahashi and Okada and Jay White fighting over Yoshihashi. So mm-hmm. I guess they needed someone to balance out making it six-man, but there's no reason why it had to be Honma. And I'm just terrified that an accident's going to happen and it's just asking for trouble. And Honma himself in interviews was talking about wanting to get back in the G1. I mean, surely not. No. Surely he's nowhere near. He, he's done with G1s. No. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's rewind the clock. How did, what was the injury? Rather than that, what was the cause of injury? What was the, what, I guess, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Pardon the pun. Uh, when it came to Honma, it was a simple draping DDT, correct? Yeah, was it Jado? Yep, yep. I mean, so we're not talking about a dangerous top rope flippy do, or even a kokeshi, or even a back bump. It was a, a simple thing and I put that in air quotes, that broke the camel's back. 
you mean to tell me one fucking bump and he couldn't be in a real bad spot? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why he would be in the ring. And again, I'm saying this. Please understand. I'm saying this without having medical records or having it. it, But Joel, you watch that match. I watch that match. It really felt like that arm was just a fucking dangling piece of meat at certain points during that match. It was really uncomfortable to watch. Yes, it was. Not yes, enjoyable was. at all. Um, I don't want to see him in a ring. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be brutally honest. I don't want to see him in the ring. If I see him in the ring. How can he, I, I, again, uh, if he had medical clearance to go into the ring, then there's a certain part of me that says, okay, it is what it is, and he's he's medically cleared and all that stuff. Joel, I, I need some reassurance from somebody. I need somebody to tweet out something, that he is, he is, he, he is okay, and maybe we're just seeing shit, and maybe we're just fucking hypersensitive. Or, it didn't look that way to me, man. It really didn't, and how could how could a medical how how could any medical professional watch that and say that he's okay to be in the ring? I, I'm, I'm I'm struggling with this one. Yeah, again, I've got nothing to add to that. I think we've both made our feelings on that pretty clear. You shouldn't be wrestling anymore. So, if I was in charge, give him a. Big retirement show, yep. put him in a multi-man, you know, 10-man tag, let him come in, do his Kokeshi, get the pin, and then bye-bye. Yeah, and even then Try I'd be like... Oh. Commentary or, or training or whatever. Yep, something. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, we, we, we've, we've, we've covered that. That's, that's again, I, I, uh, watch, if you haven't watched the match, watch the match. And 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 for, and for the people who have, just just give me your feedback on that. Are are, we, are you seeing the same things we are? Because that looked really glaring to me. So, all right. Uh, and then again, the, I guess the, the the biggest takeaway from this match, Joel, was Jay White and Okada kind of going back and forth, and even Yoshihashi kind of hand waving Okada at the end because Okada kind of fucked up and and hit Yoshihashi that led to the pin. But I think that was an interesting kind of spin on things. Um, where there is trouble in chaos, and and even Yoshihashi is kind of hand waving Okada at this point. Yeah, I mean, I never thought I'd live to see the day where Yoshihashi has become the center point of a main event level feud. But we've got this <laughs> thing going on with Tanahashi's trying to court him and get him away from chaos, and wants him to join his faction of Lost Boys or whatever it is he's trying to do. Okada's getting jealous, and Jay White is just there in the middle, shit stirring as he does. So. It's interesting stuff. Um, although I did uh, notice Kevin Kelly saying that the briefcase is worth a hundred Yoshihashi's, which I thought was a bit mean. It was a bit mean. I noticed that too. I heard that, and I was like, "Wow, a hundred Yoshihashis!" Sheesh. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, let me ask you this: I think we're both in agreement that eventually this leads to Okada J White, correct? Yeah, at the dome, I would assume. Okay. Don't is it is that dome worthy? Yeah, I think obviously Jay White is someone that 
the office hold in very high regards. So I think that would be an appropriate match for him at Wrestle Kingdom. Do you think this is over ownership of chaos or leading of chaos? Or do you think one of these two will, will not be in chaos come Wrestle Kingdom? Um, can I say I don't really care? You know, the faction <laughs> stuff doesn't interest me that right. much. Chaos, least of all. So, uh, who gives a shit? Uh, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there driving that train with you, my friend. I've got a question for you. Do you think there is a significant connection between Tanahashi main eventing Wrestle Kingdom, if assuming he manages to defend his briefcase? And the fact that he's got this big movie coming out. Do you think without the movie coming out, he would not have won the G1? How big is this movie? Like, is this a, like a legitimate, like, is this a straight to DVD, the, the fucking Marine, right? Or is this a legitimate movie theater, big time promotion movie? I don't know. I don't know what the metrics are for that, how I would find out something like that. Right, because if this is a straight to DVD nonsense thing, um, I, I'm no, I can't imagine New Japan fucking like again. They they've done promotional things, but that's been like you know the the Rumble, you know, um, where you know, you know they've they've tied in some pop stars and all that stuff. No, I there's unless this again, I don't know what type of movie this is and if this is a blockbuster big time production you know millions of dollars put into this to me the trailer and all it doesn't feel that way it really doesn't feel that way this feels like a straight to dvd kind of thing uh i could be dead wrong but if it's a straight to dvd thing no that 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 would have i'm going to be truthful zero to do with him winning g1 Okay, fair enough. Um, now, staying with Tanahashi, he made some interesting comments about Kenny Omega, and I saw this via the, the line marks who translated this. And Tanahashi said, Kenny's prores is like watching a movie with no kishotenketsu, which is the dr- dramatic arc of traditional Japanese narratives. He feels that the last five minutes of a Kenny match is all that matters because there's no story. Mm. And that was via uh, local radio. So... Has he got a point? I think that's one of the big criticisms, but I think that's a lot. Of, uh, that's a big criticism that New Japan has for a lot of their matches, right? Not just Kenny. Now Kenny is high profile; he's your champion. So yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's a that's not the first time we've heard that, right? Uh, other people have have mentioned that um, other uh, over and above other criticisms of Kenny Omega, right? Now. To me, I feel like Kenny Omega's matches are solid from bell to bell, right? And I don't know if I could—I mean, let's put it this way. You, you look at his Dominion matches, and you know you look at the hour t- you know, draws and the, the Iron Man matches and you know, the two out of three fall match. Um, I, I wouldn't pose that criticism on any of those, would you? No, but I think Kenny is the sort of person where a lot of it depends on his dance partner, and Okada is someone who I think perhaps curbs and reins in rain reins in uh, some of Kenny's uh, more irritating 
uh, or troublesome. I don't know what's the adjective I'm going for. More problematic uh, tendencies in his wrestling. So I think Okada is a perfect counterpoint to that because he keeps everything grounded. Okay, okay. then who else is he? Uh, where else would there be the, the, the issue? Ishii? He's wrestled Ishii four times in 18 months. Do, do you have well, that? Let's get into it then. I mean, we, we, this main event, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, okay. Omega defeats Ishii, 30 minutes, one winged angel. What did you think? How I, did this stack I, up with I, their other matches? I thought it was 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 really good. I like I liked it a lot. Um I was, you know, I was over four with this. Um I I, I don't think it was as good as the G one match. Um, I think this was better than the Long Beach match, and I, I would probably put this two or th- or third out of the four. Um, I don't think it was the worst one. Do you? Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Okay. I definitely didn't like it anywhere near as much as the G1 match. Okay. I thought their New Japan Cup match last year was better. Uh, I will probably have it on par with the match at Long Beach and okay. maybe above their rematch whenever it was, Don Taco. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I would have it in the middle, I think. Okay. But that's not to say that this was a... this was That's still a great match, right? It was. It was a good match. I think good or great. I would go four f- four stars flat. Really? Because I thought it took a long time to get going, and once you got into the crazy stuff, that insane bump with the table, and we had all you know the exciting closing stretch, all the back and forth and reversals. But then it just seemed to end quite abruptly because they were doing all the counter and reversals and stuff, and then we just got V trigger, one winged angel, and a pin. So it ended kind of abruptly for me. To me, it lacked the urgency and the pace of the G1 match. And that kind of frenetic uh, speed to that match, I think, was what made it quite special. So I'll give you I that. No, I feel these in ter- these two IWGP title defences Kenny Omega's had, the Cody match and now this match, have been not bad matches, but a little bit disappointing. For okay. his own high standards. Okay. okay, I'm glad that you tagged that on there. Um, I thought the match was 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 over four. Um, you're right; it didn't have that 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 just crazy stretch. Uh, now that could be the building, that could be the energy, that could be whatever the case may be, right? But because that crowd was was bonkers in, in Corkin. Um, So, Wait, which crowd? Um, for um, what, what am I thinking? Am I, am I, am I misthinking? The the G one match. Yeah, the G one match. Wasn't that Osaka? It's probably Osaka. What am I thinking of? Am I thinking of Goto? I'm thinking of Goto at Corkin, right? Kenny and Goto. Yeah, I think I'm thinking. So. Of, okay, all right. Well, then, fuck me. <laughs> um, yes. Damon takes an L. I'll take an L on that one. That's that's I got them mixed up in my head. There's so many of them. But here's the thing too. Like the the the, the G1 match wasn't like it was a year ago. It was you know a couple months ago. 
Um, the Cody match, yeah. But that, I mean, so Tanahashi's... I don't know if you would say that about... Would you say that about the, the Ishii match? Even this one? That the last five minutes were really it, and then everything else was just kind of like there and not leading to the to the end of the, the end. Look, and again, the person saying this is Tanahashi, who quite honestly could be the master of that compelling, gripping, dramatic pro wrestling storyline. Right? He's he's the the king of that. Um, so if, if there is criticism to take from that, you're you're talking to a guy who who is who wrote the book on it. Do you do you see that in in a lot of his matches, especially since winning the title? Yeah, hmm. I think so. I think some of his worst excesses uh, were curbed wrestling against particular people, but I think recently we're starting to see it. Uh, I don't know, not ruin matches, but definitely. These I are four, four and a half, five star matches that we're talking about ruining matches. No, that's why I say I'm not ruining matches. No, I, you know, I don't want to be one of these people who's like, oh, Kenny's shit now because he's the champion. I, the matches are really, really good, but I'm trying to offer some criticism here. You know, as a critic, I feel like I should be saying what I think is stopping them from being five star matches. And nice. I don't know. I, th- I feel I'm repeating myself here. I think um, when having the 30 minute time limit for the G1 match made it more interesting and meant that there was less you know fucking about and pulling funny faces and doing all his you know goofy keel anime villain shtick that he does yeah i mean but that's Kenny Omega though like and and and, and people will like that and not like i look i'm going to be truthful uh, I I I I haven't had. There's been nothing that where I've been like, Ugh, right? I think I. And 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 again, we're talking specifically about this match. Um, I was four. I was over four. I don't know exactly where it would fit, but it was over four for me. Um, and again, it, it's third, second or third of of, of the, the the four that they've had. I've really. I have, it's not five, and I guess, like, like it really pains me to, to be like, wow, that's the bar. Like, the bar is the bar, and he's put it there, and here's the, you know, here's why it's not there. But for me to sit here and to be like, uh, uh, you know, four, over four, and I'm like, you know, it feels wrong to me. <laughs> you know, the bar's been raised, Damon. Like, this IWGP Heavyweight Championship is a sign that's saying you are the best, one of the very best in the world. Okay. I think that is the most prestigious title in the world. And I don't think it's unreasonable to expect the person who's holding that belt to be able to deliver excellent matches every single time. And a four, four and a quarter match, whatever you're calling it, in this year is just a, it's going to go slip through the net, isn't it? Because we, we get matches like that all the time. And I'll give you that. This is not going to be on anyone's match of the year list. And no. I think I don't think it's unreasonable or unfair to have our expectations set high for these IWGP title defenses. Let me ask you this. 
have you been disappointed in in his? And again, this is he's only had the the, the title for a handful of months now. All right, have you been disappointed so far? I thought his G1 was really, really good. So I've got no qualms about that. I mean, the silliness didn't affect my enjoyment of that. But if we are just taking the two title defences, I didn't really like the Cody match all that much because of all the uh, you know, the, the gimmicks and the, the plunder. And to me, it felt more like a TLC match and there were some issues with that. And this match, again, I've seen better matches against Ishii so yeah by like I said before to the very high standards these two matches were disappointing okay um uh, last one for me do you would you put him as New Japan's wrestler of the year just New Japan is is he New Japan's wrestler of the year yeah I think so because okay. I don't think anyone else has been that consistently good. Okay. I think Okada's first six months were fantastic, but then <clears throat> you've got him doing the broken Okada thing, which by its definition, I think kind of rules him out of the running and he's you know, not getting those big, high-profile, exciting matches. So, I mean, who else is there in the conversation? Osprey was up there, Hiromu was up there, but... Again, that's difficult to keep that going throughout the second half of the year when you're not in the G1. Ishii, again, he sh- deserves an honourable mention, but the fact that he's not getting those big matches at Wrestle Kingdom and Dominion takes him out of the conversation for me. Tanahashi has had very high highs, like the Okada match was excellent. Uh, he's had excellent matches with Suzuki. His G1 was good. It wasn't great. The G1, the matches against Okada and Ibushi were fantastic. But, yeah, I think it's got to be Omega. Yeah, I agree. And and to me, by, I don't want to say a country mile, but, like, he's putting distance between the other people, right, at this point. And, again, we, were, we talked about Osprey's beginning of the year and the six months and Hiromo getting hurt and um, you know, Tanahashi kind of kicking it into high gear now. And so... Yeah, I, I, I mean, to me, he's he's head and shoulders. Um, the Cody match was here's the thing. I think the Cody match was better than I expected it to be. Um, and 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 I thought the Ishii match was great. And I don't know. I think the 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 while I agree that him being champion and him being that that bar, I think he's. I think he's hit that mark. Um, I'm, I'm surprised at some of the backlash that I'm hearing from from fans that it's that again. It, on one hand, I hear, "Well, I'm not down on him, and I'm not, you know, and he is the wrestler of the company in a company that has so much great talent, and he hasn't had a bad match, and he hasn't even had an average match. He hasn't had a most of them are." really good to great levels, but yet people are so hesitant to kind of give him the nod. Um, I don't think this match was a poor, poor performance. I thought this was a very good performance and, you know, I'm, I I can't just because it, just because it wasn't five doesn't mean it was a poor performance. Um, I, because here's the thing, 
even Okada at his legendary streak that he had, he had matches that were that were worse than this, I think. Right? In that entire run, you mean to tell me every match that he had was better than the match we just saw? I think his match with Cody was better than Kenny's match with Cody. I mean, I think the only fair thing to do would be to judge against the same people that he's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he didn't wrestle against Ishii. So, again, I've got nothing to compare that to. And again, like, again I'm not saying that Omega, this match was poor or he's had a bad year or anything. I'm totally with you. I think he is clearly the best wrestler of the year. And I don't think that's going to change whatever happens through the rest of the year. But again, is it unreasonable to have higher expectations for him now that he is the champion and he's carrying that belt and that he has had a five-star match with Ishii to say this one was very good but was disappointing? Okay, Uh, That's fair. Uh, that's fair. It, it it didn't drop too far for me, so uh, I'm still. I'm, I, I thought it was a good match. I think the match was rewatchable. I would watch it again, but I don't think it's going to be a uh, match of the year contender. I, I will definitely concede that point. I will say this actually. I think part of the problem was that at no point did I think mm-hmm. Ishii mm-hmm. was going to mm-hmm. win, and this is a flaw with the whole whoever wins the G1 is going on to Wrestle Kingdom, and the fact that it was Ishii and you know Ishii is not going to win the title. So I think that's important, an important caveat to mention that I think the uncertainty of the G1 match, because that could have gone either way. And indeed it was Ishii that won, uh, gave it a little bit of extra drama that this match was lacking because everyone knew that Omega's winning. I think you hit the nail on the head, right? I think that's, that's, that's it. No one, really thought that Ishii was walking away with the, with the title. And there was not a near fall. There were moves, and there were moments where it was like, holy shit, he fucking killed him. But never did I think that when he got on top of him to cover, that, that Omega wasn't kicking out. That's, that's, I th- and I think even in G1, there were plenty of times where it's like, it, it, and, and, the, and that's what G1 is, that's why G1 is special to me, because of that factor alone. Because in your mind, you could say, oh, my God, Yoshihashi could possibly get a win over whomever. Or, uh, you know, Kenny Omega could lose here to this person. There are plenty of oppor- – you know, you know, Omega's not losing to – I'm just going to throw a name out – fucking Makabe, right? We're not setting up down the road a Makabe title match. But there are plenty of times where it's like it could go either way, and I think that's it. And which leads me to that's why I really feel like, in 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 a certain degree, this is the first time that the the, the briefcase defense is exciting because it generally, I think a lot of people are leaning toward Tanahashi, but there is an absolute possibility that we would see Okada win that match. I want to give Mark Wazeka props for dropping in a reference. He said something about Ishii Dreams of Suplexes, which was a, a nice little reference to my favourite documentary of all time, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Have you seen this documentary? No, what is it about? Uh, a sushi chef called Jiro and his philosophy towards sushi. And it's just one of my favourite documentaries because it shows uh, a man who's dedicated his life to his craft and getting the simple things right and all the little details right. And he takes great pride in that. And um, whether or not that sushi is indeed the most delicious sushi in the world i think is not the point but it was just a really 
well-made documentary and very relaxing to watch actually like nice music nice and calm just watching a guy doing his thing with his sushi so i would strongly recommend anyone who hasn't seen it to check out jiro dreams of sushi mm, i'm starving uh, we, do, do, do we have any sushi <laughs> I, I can't have questions, any actually, i can't yeah. I, I want some oh, rice, not allowed so sushi no too, too many carbs yep i, I and that's what I, that so here's the three things i'm dying for by the way i'm um uh 21 pounds so far 21 um sushi pancakes oh i would fucking i would kill somebody for a pancake uh, and of course, my favorite, a Guinness. I have not had a Guinness in a long fucking time. So, but again, gold mine, 20, 21, 21 down, and uh, quite a few more to go, but uh, we're on our way. All right. Uh, you have a question. Yes. Yeah. So, Jimmy says, uh, well, congrats on the weight loss. Keep it up, mate. I'm behind you all the way. I have a great deal of respect for that because I need to, mine's sort of fallen off the wagon a bit, so I need to get back on it. You're an inspiration. Anyway, uh, Jimmy says, what match do you think Ishii is going to have at the Dome? And uh, Ruben, (laughs) RBN, I don't know if that's Robin, uh, says, who's next for Omega and will there be another defense before the Dome? So two questions there. What Mm. do you think Ishii does at the Dome and what's next for Kenny Omega? Um, Well, Ishii's just... It feels like he's going to be in a uh, chaos multi-man, right? We can kind of... I think he's had his moment in the sun. The match had just passed, unfortunately. I hope to see something different. Maybe uh, some type of... uh, Maybe Rev Pro title defense. That'd be nice. Uh, Something along those lines, possibly. But, yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing middle-of-the-card multi-man tag for Ishii. Um, Omega, is there another title defense around the corner? I mean, you would think there would have to be, right? Uh, I don't think we'll see Ibushi before the end of the year. I don't think we'll see Cody again. Um, You think Tamatanga's in the works? I don't know. I think for King of Pro... I mean, there's got to be a title defense at King of Pro Wrestling, surely. Right, right. Um, I have no idea. I thought... The way that the post-match stuff was going, it was going to be Ibushi. It still might be, but I think that would be a mistake. I mean, the show's sold out already, so could they get away with not doing a title defense then and having something like Evil against Jericho headlining? They could. They could. Um, I I would think that they would have another title defense, but I'm... Truth be told, I don't want to see somebody just shoehorned in there because it's going to be the same situation that we just talked about. You know, he's not losing the title if he's, if somebody's just fucking like if like if it's fucking you know Tong, Tama Tonga or if it's uh, Fale or if it's uh, you know, we know we're not seeing a title change there. So uh, I'd rather see Evil and Jericho and and at least give me some glimmer of hope for you know you know having it having it up in the air of who's going to win that belt. All right, well, let's move on to preview tomorrow's action, Destruction in Beppu, which by the time you will listen to this will have already happened. Right, let's see how close we get to the truth. <laughs> uh, a lot of these matches, I think, are hand-waveable. I'll just talk about the interesting ones. So we've got Yoshida against Izuka in a singles match. Well, we think about that. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to see a brutalization, unfortunately, I think. Uh, hopefully we'll see some fire. But, um, yeah, it's uh, a singles match. It should be short. It shouldn't be uh, 
uh, opening, you know, opening match. What do you, what do you think you're going to go to five minutes, uh, you know, eight minutes at the most. And, and three of that's going to be him getting in the fucking ring. So uh, is there any chance that uh, Yoshida beats? Is it? No, I, I can't see it. If it does, I'd be thrilled. I would, I would be thrilled. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think we see under five and, uh, unfortunately, uh, no surprises there. Okay, and we've got a tag match between Best Friends and Killer Elite Squad. So to me, this one's really interesting because I think whoever wins this is going to somewhat show their hand for who is winning the G.O.D. Young Bucks match. So I think if the Best Friends win, then G.O.D. are winning the titles at Fighting Spirit Unleashed. If Killer Elite Squad win, I think Young Bucks are retaining. Do you think that's a fair prediction? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Uh, I, I think KES gets the win here, and I think that we'll, we will see a program with KES Young Bucks. Okay, and we've got our cartwheel death match for the Never Openweight Championship, Goto against Taichi. Um, now, for all I've said, how much I love Taichi, I don't actually want to see him win this one because I like Goto being the Never Openweight Champion. I think that's a good fit for him, and I like the kind of matches that he puts on. So I think Goto's going to retain here. See, I, I'm going to be truthful. If we're going to do this, I'd rather see Tai Chi win this title because I think the idea of the Never title would then kind of expand and it wouldn't be that same kind of style matches that we always see with the Never Openweight Championship. It's that same big guy, two horses, beating the fucking piss out of each other. With Tai Chi, it does give it a little bit of a different dynamic, and I just think it opens it up to different people challenging to me, right? Uh, you know, I, I did have that thought before, but here's the problem. The way that New Japan book, if he is, let's say, letting a junior challenge for that belt, then there's no drama there because the junior's not going to win. Right, but okay, so... It, it, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. And maybe I'm just kind of projecting my wants, but I just think there's more options with Tai Chi than there is with Goto. Yeah, again, I I am expecting big things from Tai Chi, but I think maybe it's too early in his run as a heavyweight for him to be holding this title. Which you know, people might shit on the title. I think it's one of I is it fair to say it's the second most prestigious singles title in New Japan because the IC title's not seen anymore it's not seen anymore but it's still the most it's still the second I mean yeah. it still is right you can't, you can't put a never title above above the Intercontinental I that, right you can't do that I mean just look at the the I don't know. Nah. I I mean Intercontinental I hate what they're doing to it I hate the fact that it's 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 ice cold at this point, but um, I, I I can't put it above. I can't put it below the never title. All right, and then the main event is a special singles match between Naito and Suzuki. And again, I've said I'm not really that bothered about this. I think Naito's got to win because he's having such a horrible year, um, and this should be better than the match they had earlier in the year. Yeah, and uh, that's that's the, the the benchmark. That's that's the that's the line that we have to cross, uh, and I think it will. And yes, I just want it to be over with. To be to be truthful, could you imagine if Naito lost this thing clean? Holy shit! Imagine all those Naito fans just losing their fucking minds. That would be 
unbelievable at that point. I, I really think you, there would you be. Maybe want to see it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be. You talk about. You talk about uh, a a riot on 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 the interwebs. That would be it. But I think Naito wins this one. Okay, and then looking ahead, I guess next time we record it will be after the Destruction in Kobe show, which is yeah. this Sunday. So I'm just scanning through that card. We actually have another match between the best friends and KS. So I take back what I said about that show and who's going to win because they could just trade wins here and I will be none the wiser. Um, other interesting stuff there. Really, it's just the top two matches. So we've got Kushida against Bushi in the tournament semi-final for the junior heavyweight title. Uh, I'm going Bushi here. You know what? Um... I think if there's going to be if if there's going to be a shocker, it would obviously come there. Um, I'm going to go Kushida. And then main event, we got Tanahashi against Okada for the briefcase. All right, here it is. Again, I think the majority of people are are leaning toward Tanahashi, but I think that the the interesting factor is the fact that it could go, and we have plenty of months to go. It is just the middle of September. We have a long way to go until we get to January. The it, this will be a this will be really this this will be dramatic pro wrestling at its finest I think uh, with the briefcase on the line I am still saying Tanahashi wins though. Do you think there's any chance we get uh, some sort of screwy finish with Jay White interfering? If there is, I will I will I will have a riot <laughs> in my home. Uh, I will burn my home to the ground. No, I will not do that. I don't want to commit insurance fraud. Um, Burning home death match. <laughs> Burning First you yay. had the cartwheels, <laughs> now you got the insurance fraud match. Yeah. Um, I, I, I pray to the heavens above that that will not be the case. I don't think it will be. I think we'll see a clean finish and uh, Tanahashi winning, which would be, you know, kind of a, a feather in his cap. Man, it's just, again, I, I don't want to overthink it. Let's, let's just go Tanahashi, but I think the match will be great. Okay, so well, that's all the things I wanted to cover. We've got a long list of questions here. Should we just dabble in a few quick-fire questions before we get out of here? Yeah, it is actually it's, it's quarter past midnight here, and I've got Ooh, school tomorrow. But shit. you know what? I'm I'm so dedicated to you this. Really that. are. Let's, let's do a few questions. All right, handful of them. Let's go. Okay, um, Jay Wintle says, "Is it just me, or is Bushi a much more dynamic performer when he's in CMLL?" Now, I do think so because I saw some little videos of him dancing. He seems to be having a great time there. So. I, I don't know what it is about CMLL, the fact, I don't know, that he's a masked luchador kind of person and he feels more at home there, or he just is having more fun in Mexico. But I don't know. Did you see any of this? Uh, I saw little clips of it. Um, I think everybody does. It's. I mean, I don't want to say that it's like a vacation to a lot of those guys, but it's like a vacation to a lot of those guys. They can let their hair down a little bit more. Um, I don't know if he's a more dynamic guy, but... Um, I'm, I'm sure that they have a, a lot less um, restrictions and a lot less line towing that they have to do in, in Mexico than they do on a New Japan show. That's for sure. Uh, Ewan says, who would you like to see challenge Juice for the US title next after the Cody defense, assuming he does defend it successfully? Um, You want to go Hangman? You want to go Trent? You want to go um, Zach for the U.S. I think he's. I would think he was more never. That's why I kind of think uh, Goto is winning as well because I think we're seeing Zach later down the line. Maybe Zach as well. Um, 
I think any of those three, I, I, I would take Zach over all the other ones, but any of those three would be fine. Okay, Big T says, in this big four faction boss era of NJPW, is there ever any chance we see the heavyweight title change at a non-big four or five show? It seems the only risk now is when two leaders fight at the Dome, Sumo Hall or Osaka Joe Hall. And similar question, Alex says, do you think NJPW will ever let the heavyweight title change hands on one of their US shows? Madison Square Garden would be the only shot of that happening uh, in, in, in recent times. So if, if, the, if they were to do it, that would be the prime time opportunity for it to happen. Um, I, I mean, I have no idea what the, the show is going to be and what, what, the, what the lineup will look like. But if, if you're looking for that to happen on U.S. soil, that's where you're going to do it, Madison Square Garden, uh, in a, a sold-out Madison Square Garden. Uh, Steven says, do you think New Japan should look at retiring any titles as they seem a little overrun with them? Yeah, they do. Um, I mean, you're not going to retire the U.S. because you just made it. Um, truth be told, if if you're going to retire any of them, it's going to be the never. That's that's the one that I would say you're, that you're retiring. Um, I don't think you retire the Intercontinental, even though it it is what it is uh, right now. And never is probably the one that you go with uh, if you're if you're retiring something. Okay. Um, Andy says, what other promotions do you guys watch? Are there local promotions you enjoy? Any other streaming services you subscribe to? Uh, yeah, well, for me, uh, I subscribe to Progress. I subscribe to High Spots Network. So I'll watch, uh, I'll, I watch a lot of the documentaries and like the, um, the uh, was it, uh, was it a Tale of a Gentleman or Office? The, the interview segments. Um, I watch those. Um, do I subscribe to anything else? I do subscribe to WWE Network because I do like watching the old uh, like Mid Atlantic and Mid South and all that stuff. Like I'll, I'll just put that on; it'll just be on in the background. So um, I do enjoy that. Um, I think those are the ones I subscribe to. But I, I watch everything. Like if somebody tells me there's a good match, I'm going to watch that promotion. So it's not like. I probably the one that I probably watch the least is like Lucha Underground. Like I just can't get into that. But if something like I watched that that uh, Triple Mania, um, which was crazy. Did you watch any of that? I didn't. We actually got a question about that. Uh, Emilio says, "Does Joel or Damon care about Lucha?" It's not my Triple yeah, Mania. Not for it's not my cup of tea. But um, I I watched that and it was like there were some really. Unbelievable stuff, and then there was like Vampiro on commentary was the most crazy thing on earth, dude. It was, I'm sure everybody saw the clip of him that he was supposed to get involved in the big angle at the end, but and he's at the commentator's booth and he's literally saying to the production team in the back, Hit my music, man, hit my music, where the fuck's my music? Like, it was unbelievable how unprofessional it was. Um, that was, I mean, but I, I just. It's the style, man. It's, it just feels too choreographed for me. I, I just can't get around it. Um, so, but yeah, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch anything if it's good. I'll watch Stardom. I'll watch the May Young Classic. I'll watch, uh, you know, I'll watch Rev Pro. I'll watch WXW. I, if it's good, I'll watch it. I, I can't say I sit there and watch every single match on every single show. Uh, but if there's a good Noah match, if there's a good Wrestle One match, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'll go out of my way to watch it. It's not that hard in this day and age. Uh, Penta asks, 
How has NJPW's in-ring style shifted over the last few years? Well, I mean, it does... Re- the, uh, you know, you look at Tanahashi and Okada, and they were the... the um, the, 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 that was the bar, you know, and Nakamura, you know, Nakamura and Ibushi was, was a match that I, I can't tell you how many people have come to me and have said, that's the match that got me into new Japan. Um, in the past five years, it really hasn't changed all that much to be truthful to me anyway, you know, AJ and, and, and Nakamura not being there and, but, it really has. They have. I don't think they've missed a beat. I think they rely heavily on, and it, which is a good thing, of of delivering in main event spots. Um, and, and I think that the talent that they have. I think the biggest change has been is the amount of talent that they have up and down the roster, where there really isn't a dead spot. There isn't really a a a, a, a subsection of the roster where you're like, oh, you're kind of hand waving. They got guys up and down the roster that can fucking go. Um, and it's really it, it, from the opening match to the end. So everybody has the talent to go, and I think that's really maybe the the biggest major difference in the past five or ten years is that the roster is just so deep that a good match could could occur at any point in the show. Okay, we've got uh, two questions here. Aspir says, which title do you think is more likely to be defended at the upcoming Wrestle Kingdom, NWA or ROH title? And also, King Haytham says, how would you guys feel about NWA being a cross-promotion company where all champions tour to every promotion and challenge their top guy and one to four times a year put on a show that brings everyone together like All In did? The idea of that is wonderful. I love the idea. I just, it might be a little bit difficult to do on a, you know, getting that promotion, getting promotions to agree across the board. You know what I mean? That that's probably the most difficult part. Um, will they? Will the NWA? If Cody's hold, holding it, you, you've got a really great chance. Um, you know, ROH depends on who's holding it. To be truthful, but if Cody's holding a title, you, you know, he's he's walking out with that title. So um, that to me, right now, that probably has a a greater chance. I mean, listen, it's it's a it, Cody holding that title, and I love him, but it's a far cry from Bruce Thorpe's days. You know what I mean with the NWA. So um, it the spotlight is there, uh, and Cody's holding it. He'll he'll walk out and defend that title. Um, I can't remember if I asked this one already. Please tell me if I did. Uh, John says, Damon, can you expand on the topic of Torriano's restaurant and what the experience was like? Uh, his bar. Did I ask you that before? You did, but um, you know it's it's if you if you're there for Wrestle Kingdom weekend you you got to make sure that you you get there it's it's not far from the dome it's right across the street from the New Japan store um so if you find the New Japan store it's right up the street uh it's open at night so you you're not going to go there for like a lunchtime beer um when we went it was always a a a cover but we usually got that taken care of or or it was cheaper um Masa Masahiro um, our friend in, in Tokyo it works or does some kind of promotional work or uh, somehow has a, has a connection with the bar. And um, we always get taken care of when we go there. So um, if you're in Tokyo, you, you, it, it's a must stop. Um, Joel Joel will be in, in with the, the cool kids. Um, we'll make sure that you, uh, when you're in at Wrestle Kingdom, we get you hooked up with Eric and, and Mackie and Masahiro and uh, everybody there and Claire and Kyle. 
Um, you'll be in the mix, so you'll have the, the nice cushy couch you can sit on, Joel, um, and you can take my spot uh, and and send me pictures, and I'll uh, want to hang myself at that point. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, you'll be there, so we'll take care of you, Joel. You'll represent the J cast there with my cool T-shirt. Yes, yes, yes. We'll have T-shirts by then, so that'll be awesome. So, um, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Jushin Thunder Lager asks, who do you think will be Pac's first rivalry if he joins New Japan? Mm. Um, Kushida, I'll say. Yeah, that would be an interesting one. Um, Bryn says, do you guys own much wrestling merch? And if you do, what's your favorite item or t-shirt? Uh, I sure do. Um, I have a, a a bookcase full of magazines and books that I can't read, but I love Japanese wrestling magazines. Uh, I have my walls are filled with pictures of me autographed with various pro wrestlers. I'm staring right in front of me a Minoru Suzuki towel, the black one that he has. It's framed. I have and a Kenta Kabashi autograph on the wall. Uh, I have Liger masks. I have uh, I have two walls that are just frames with um signed uh magazine covers so uh tanahashi naito and sonata on one i have one with Mio mascaris and um and okada which is nice terry funk uh road warriors um yeah i, I got towel i got a lot of shit so yeah i, I do have a lot of uh when i go over there i spend hundreds of dollars on stuff like a, like a child but uh yeah it's uh i do have a lot of stuff uh got two questions for you here first nat says when damon puts a gun to his head are we talking more like stone cold bang 316 or more like pillman's got a gun and a question mark asks if a gun was pointed to his head and damon had to choose between misawa and okada who would he pick mm. the unpicked ones matches will cease to exist wow fucking a jesus christ um, uh, it's like Sophie's Choice. <laughs> um, <sighs> fuck, fuck. Well, I've said the greatest live match I've ever, I, ever, I ever saw at the Dome was Okada and Omega, first one. The greatest live match I've ever seen. So I got to keep Okada, right? And 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 you know, even though I love the all Japan stuff, the Masao, the Kawadas, Kabashi stuff, so. Uh, here's the thing, too, though. I, I will give you this. Is, I could say the other one. I'll, 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 again, gun to the head. I'm keeping Okada. Um, and it, what is the gun? The question is, is it a bang or a what? You know? Oh, or, or Kevin Kelly. You know, that was Kevin Kelly. He's got a gun. That's Kevin Kelly um, in, that, in that bit. Um, I would say it's more uh, 316 uh, Austin McMahon gun to the head. Again, it's more of... If I had to make a choice, that's what it means. If I have a gun to my head, that's, if I had to make a choice, it's a little bit more dramatic way to say. Uh, I'm taking my life into my own hands by asking this one because I think it's going to be a long answer. But Elliot uh, oh. says, Damon, when did you start going to ECW shows and how often oh. did you go? Was the crowd rabid and bloodthirsty or is that an unfair characterization? All right, we'll make this the last question then. Um, I was there from the beginning. I was there when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling. Um, so when they were like, seven people in a in a row um and you look at the hard camera shot we're we're there the eastern uh and then it developed um 
and they would bring in. So it was really an offshoot of uh, Joel Goodhart's TWA. So back in the early '90s, Joel Goodhart would run shows, um, and this is right around the time where WCW and NWA was really starting to peter out. And he would run shows, and he had his wrestling radio t- uh, radio show. And he would promote shows, and he would bring in like the Jerry Lawlers and Kerry Von Erichs and Austin Idols and um, Terry Funks and and Eddie Gilberts, and that was really the start. So people would go to these shows, and then that grew into Eastern Championship Wrestling, and then that grew into ECW. So I was there from the fucking beyond the beginning because I would go to every month. Goodhart would run his TWA shows, and they would be awesome. And you would go to those. Were, were they ravenous? Um, it was. It was. It was a very male, macho-y kind of crowd, right? Um, so, yeah, it, it could get. It wasn't like it wasn't like you were afraid you were going to get beat up or anything like that. that. That certainly wasn't the case. But it was loud, noisy. Uh, and it was jam-packed. It was never a comfortable temperature in that fucking building. It was either a 1,000 degrees in the building or it was like minus two, and they had these bleachers that your ass would fall asleep. But, I mean, it was it was what it was. It wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't like you were afraid to be there, but it was um, it was rowdy. I'm not going to lie. It was loudy, and it was, it was um, but it was fun. It was like, uh, it was every... Everybody loved the, the pro wrestling, and and it was all like you know people who traded tapes and people who were really loved the pro wrestling. And yes, the crowds were, you know, pretty raunchy at times, but yeah, you know, it was what it was at the time. It was, I, but I was at a lot of them. But I didn't go to. There was a period of time where I didn't go to shows because I had shit that fucking happened <laughs> that's on the patreon i'll explain that um but uh for 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 a long time i was at every single show and then i didn't go for a little bit and then uh, i went to a couple shows as it was as ecw was dying but um yeah it was fun it was a fun time all right i think that just about does it there you go so join the discord that's good uh editor dan he's also good and so is his YouTube channel, 219 Films. So go to that, because that's good. Uh, subscribe to Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, which is also good. Um, give us a good review on iTunes. Five snakes. Funny comments, please. Twitter. Our Twitter's good, at the Super Jcast. Follow that. Uh, Damon, anything else? I'm good. <laughs> We're good. I hope you enjoyed this good show. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and goodbye. <laughs> Chinese internet. Chinese internet. Chinese internet. <laughs> oh, Chinese internet. Chinese internet. Chinese internet. Chinese internet. Ah, there he is. Thank you. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.